So, my name is Josh Alvarez. And I'm Liam O'Donnell. And you're listening to episode 75 of Cinepunk. Cinepunk! So today on the show we have esteemed guests, Max Davis and Joey Breeding. Yeah, yeah. Joey. Yes. Is Breeding your actual last name? It is. I get asked that a lot. It's <laughs> such a, because here's, here's why. Like if I made it's it a up, verb. I don't think I would have picked that though. Oh, sure, sure, sure. It's, I think people get confused though because of you made the smart choice of combining hate with it. Oh, yeah. For hate breeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think some people then think My that's handle. too good. That's too good yeah. a combo. Clearly, breeding is made up. Yeah. So I thought it was your real name, but I thought, you know what? I'm going to ask on air just to be sure. I just dropped the hate, and then I was like, you know, I kind of like the rest of this. <laughs> You're like, I'm going with this one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Breeding could be like a weird. No? Like a scene name? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe you were in a band. Maybe like you were in a band called. The breeding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this we're so far breeding. off the rails already. <laughs> what happened? How are we? Oh, off? We're not off the rails. I this is I just the wanted rails. to, pro- I wanted like to, on to on exclaim something, and I did it. So. Uh, people may not realize this, but both uh, Joey and Max are actually on the team. Are longtime contributors just at this point at doing <laughs> <Real> it. <bad. laughs> but like Max, Max has written for us. Joey's talked about writing. Talked for us. about it. Yeah. Conversation. I thought about it. Yeah. Let's put it this way. You have a login to the Slack. I do. I, yeah. I read it. Do you? There you and go. And I occasionally, you know, hit the little thumbs up. I like <laughs> the thumbs stuff. up. Yeah, I like that. Max I don't actually, have to say Max anything. has actually written, but you don't go on the Slack. I deleted Slack. I appreciate that. Good for you. Yeah, actually, for you. I got rid of the notifications. It makes it a lot better. And then I just check it every couple of days. My only issue with it... Oh, this is so off track. But we'll get back in a second. <laughs> we can edit this out. My, don't worry about my it. My only issue... You know I'm not going to. I know. My only it's issue great. with it, and let me say this so that the people who are partisan punks who listen to the show will hear this said... We need to thread more. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that, this sounds like a niche conversation, but I've learned in the last couple of months is a lot of people use Slack, actually. It's actually yeah. like becoming the most popular. And if you use it, you know what I mean. When people use it like a chat room, mm-hmm. it's annoying and you don't want to use it anymore. Yep. When people thread, it's like you don't know. You just see, oh, there was a you thread. Only see the and then first you look post or and check out what's there. This is why I've yelled at you many yeah, times. Many times. And I've yelled at other <laughs> also people. Also on the Twitter. You got mad at me on Twitter for not making. Thread. Well, I wasn't mad about that. I was just well, suggesting. No, not not mad, but yeah, yeah. You had just done I like, like that, I like that Liam seems to ghostwrite Josh's tweets. I was listening to the also uh, episode the other day <laughs> <laughs> that, that Josh is basically like, "Oh, Liam tells me how to use Twitter. Please help." <laughs> oh, let's be clear. No, I no, only no, no, tweet no. because I, of you. Let's put that out I there go- for everyone to hear. I think Liam is why I am on Twitter. <laughs> I think ghostwriting is not fair. Let's put it another way. <laughs> It's more like it's more like I am his like manager like wrestling style like Ooh, handler, I like, actually handler. like that yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, he's mouthpiece the, he's the talent he's doing the work but I'm like come on we got you're get Jimmy out Hart yeah, yeah yeah I'm okay with being Jimmy Hart <laughs> Liam just has too much content for one Twitter <laughs> <laughs> look here's the deal all right for casual Twitter users right I am a super user I realize I clog up your feed and I'm sorry <laughs> but, but you're not but yeah. in the Go realm on. of super users I'm still a minnow man I'm making only a little <laughs> bit of waves here you don't I'm even not, have a blue check mark no yeah. I'm not even close to a blue check mark it's, it's crazy man that will happen the time I think we will is that your resolution we'll, we'll be going that direction when Cinebunks has its first actual sponsor oh. this episode brought to you by Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations <laughs> xlvacx.com Look, everyone find purveyors of screen printed goods. Let's just show of hands who here is currently wearing a screen printed thing. 
I am. I am. Yeah. All, all of our hands are up. All, all hands are up for the Chances radio. Are, if you're home, you've raised your hand. And if you haven't, <laughs> you're some poser who shouldn't be listening to this anyway. <laughs> or like everyone clothing. likes screen printed things. And if you have, I don't know, let's say you have a business or you have a social club or a or band. let's say you gather together with some like-minded individuals and you maybe light things on fire and you march and Play you chess, chant things. You, know? you need t-shirts. <laughs> and LVAC is there for you. Or a men's slow-pitch softball team. Yes, also true. Yeah. I'm into that. Are you in one of those? I am. Good for you. <laughs> Called the Insane Couch Posse. Do you guys have shirts yet? Oh, yeah, we have ICP ripped jerseys. We didn't go the screen printing. We got embroidered jerseys. Oh, you know what's man. crazy? LVAC can embroider for you. That's so stupid. <laughs> Note to self, I don't know if they can actually do that. <laughs> but you should ask because they are our sponsors. Uh, yeah, so xlvacx.com. Support Chris Reject. Also go to, he does merch for a bunch of people. Yeah, Gloss and hers and lots of wonderful bands. Iron Chic. Iron Chic. Other bands. Cool. Yeah, so <laughs> here we are, gentlemen. So we, we uh, here's the thing. Because y'all have been, I mean, again, you're bad at it, but you've been on the team for a while. <laughs> and we've thought about trying to get more and more people who are on the team onto the show. Plus, this is the thing. Those of you who are casual listeners or you don't know him, Max, though he is of our northeastern blood, right? He has abandoned us for the northwest. It's it's better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here to debate with you whether it's better to live in a vibrant, interesting, creative environment or to be in the cool place, which is the northeast. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not here to have that argument with you, but I am here to say we we definitely went out of our way to make sure to have you on because soon you'll go back to. You know, fish and coffee and whatever the fuck they have out there. In Narnia. In yeah. Narnia. Yeah. And, and then, go right through the what wardrobe. Are we do? What are we going to do? Use the internet to come to you? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't horror business. This isn't um, Eric Roberts. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys can't have me on remote? That's the joke. That's the joke. All right. So, <laughs> since we have you here right with us right now, uh, Max is also, you've written one of our more popular columns as well. Have I? Yeah. The, uh, the Matthew Lillard piece. No, not the Matthew Lillard piece. <laughs> the Matthew Lillard piece didn't do too bad. But uh, the you you did the reviews, right? For movies you didn't see, was that? No, no, no. no. Oh shit! <laughs> Fuck! Yo, what's it like being the mogul of a, of a Cinepunks empire without actually knowing anything about your empire? You no, you don't even understand. Questions. You, you committed a cardinal sin. You don't understand. Don't you don't understand. All you white guys look the same. I no, 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 no. I love this so much. Say? <laughs> no, you don't understand. The running joke. Uh-huh. Of not just oh, wait. Philadelphia, of PA, Maryland, and Delaware oh, I hardcore get what the issue is, is now. that I get Max it. Davis is Kev Hare. Right. Kev, Kevin, turn off the podcast. Hell, I did that. <laughs> yeah. I did that just now. Kevin. Not on purpose. Kevin, either. stop listening. Kevin, get no, off now. Kevin's Go to not bed. listening, you fucks. You know he's not listening, just like yeah, I know he's not listening. Yeah, fuck Kevin. <laughs> but I'm just saying. No. Right, Max has written for us, uh, uh, but all of his things have been actual, real articles about movies he's seen. <laughs> so I'd like not... to apologize to Kev then. No, no apologize to, to me. <laughs> Actually, only apologize to Kev. I'm not apologizing to anybody. <laughs> to Fuck me you guys. again. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and say yes. the time that Josh legitimately <laughs> and not for the sake of humor confused Max Davis and Kev Hare. Man, we have a similar writing style. Is what it is. <laughs> it's true. 
guys are white guys with red beards. What the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, man. Hey, man. Andrew Wellbrock's my did dude, I ever, though. Did I, ever tell, did I ever tell you? No, I'm not going to make that joke. Never mind. Do it. Now you have to. I was going to make a you looking like Richie Rojas, <laughs> which is not accurate at all. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. Hey, pretty man. Hey. So we're glad to have you guys on. Thanks. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> I'm glad that we've been able to harass you now. <laughs> to come uh, on our show. Um, but no, I I think also, uh, just so people get some context, besides the fact that we all know each other from shows, which some of our listeners aren't familiar with the Philadelphia hardcore scene. Right. Uh, but also, you're two dudes who I talk to about movies a lot. Even before, the whole reason I even had you write for Sinbox is because we talked about movies. Yeah. And we've talked about movies. Yeah. Um, now you're both wrestling fans, which I find horribly offensive, but <laughs> I still love you anyway. Damn. And and you could talk to Chris Reject, our sponsor, XLVACX.com. Who but, makes shirts uh, for wrestlers. But since we have you here, I think it's time for us to dive head first. Head first. Into our patented section. Our most popular section. Whack it on, on track. track. Yeah. That's pretty oh, good. Nice good, right? Yeah. Now we hard. did that effortlessly. It's hard since you destroyed the thing earlier. With right. Me. I know. With my powerful vocal style. <laughs> it's true. Don't cup the mic. Sorry. Oh, my God. Would you guys like to go first? Which one would like to go first? One of you guys Ooh. go first. I think Max should go first because he didn't even know what it was before we uh, started recording today. <laughs> this is episode one of Cinepunk. So I'm happy to be here. <laughs> happy I could be on the flagship, the flagship show, the first episode. Yeah, we've never done this before. <laughs> go right. ahead, Max. All right, cool. Is there music that plays in, or should I just go right into it? No, there's no music. Are you, what You'll do you mean? Do you music. want like an entrance theme? We'll talk theme? about this later. We'll okay. talk about this in post. We'll put it but, in post. You know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So whack. I'll start with my whack. My whack is Star Wars fans over the age of 40. And then Thank also, you. And also Joey Breeding. <laughs> uh, did, did you not like The Last Jedi? I didn't say... Well, I didn't even ever tell Max that I didn't like it. It's just that it was fine. It's like my least favorite of what I would consider the good ones. So like anything... Not the prequels, you know what I mean. So it's my least favorite of those. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but the commentary on it already annoys me. I mean, my main, my only like real sorry to hijack Max's whack over here, but like my uh, my only thing is just that it's just like a lot of Disney meddling, which is like okay most of the time, but like sometimes it's just like okay, come on, you know. But other than that, like it was fine. I'm glad I saw it. I might see it again because I got Movie Pass, and uh, I can dope. see any movie that I want. Movie pass sponsor, all the time. So, so Max, what is your gripe? Do you, are you anti Star Wars? Or? No, I'm pro Star. Pro. I'm He's violently pro fans. Star are you Wars. Attention right now. Well, no, but you're saying Star Wars fans over forty. They're, I don't know. That is the group that seems to have the largest problem with the film. Oh, the record, okay. So your your whack is the negative. Yes. Okay. Yeah. They, Go on. They're the detractors. People who right. want to argue that that's not how the Force works, or. <laughs> 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 Luke would never do that in my mind as I wrote this movie 20 times over the last 20 years. Right. Like everybody has really strong perceptions of what they think that movie should have been mm. and as a result could not enjoy it for the actual cool original film that it was. Mm. Uh and then of course, no offense Joey, but I always hear the Disney meddling thing and and then I always have to like remember that like oh this movie's technically sort of for children. And they yeah, like the, they like porgs. Kids yeah. will buy the shit. Yeah, out of I porgs. do like the porgs. The pork is sick. <laughs> the porgs have a cool backstory. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to respond when I see it because because um, you're over forty. First of all, I'm 38. <laughs> you, can eat my, you can eat my literal feces. But, but no, what I mean to say about that is that um, there's a lot of comparison between the porgs and the Ewoks. 
No, I think yeah, that's an invalid comparison. Yeah. Is that okay? Because no, I'm I'm an Ewok. The Ewoks not even like the Ewok, it. Well, I mean, though you may hate them, the Ewoks had an agency. They had a purpose in the movie, though childlike it may be. Yeah. Whereas the Porgs are just they like, like fought scenery, and so, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah like, Ewoks murdered people. Yeah, yeah, Ewoks fucking you know killed stormtroopers with sticks. Wait a minute. So wait. I what I'm getting then is that I'm going to hate the porgs more than because the they don't murder people. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> the porgs are essentially the way that they dealt with the puffins that were flying around the island when they were filming there. Yeah, because that island is a puffin sanctuary, oh, so yeah. they had to find a way to make that a thing like that happened. But anyway, sorry, Max. Whack. 40, <laughs> negative 40-year-old people. <laughs> and Liam and, and Joey. Liam and You're Joey. killing me right now. <laughs> I don't so know sorry. that we can record with you not having headphones on. All right. Let me just do it this way. Headphones. No, that's the problem. All right. I have, what, I keep, what do you want me to, to do? Keep adjusting because tell me what to do, what Liam. Do. Just tell me what to do. This, let me, this is my pressure Josh. Oh man, that's crazy! <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're at a show. You have it's to sick. have. Yeah. You know, you know uh, we need for, for the listeners. I want you all to know that Liam pulled his eyes back in the corner when he did that just now. It was really, really <laughs> fucking I, weird. What I actually probably need to do, and we have it somewhere, and I just need to commit to it. Mm. You need a mic stand. Oh yeah, so more than anyone. Because or a when headset. You, mic. And no, can we have a mic stand with uh, handkerchiefs hanging Bring from it? Allah. What would be more? Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. What would be more expensive? A mic stand for you, or another set of headphones so you can uh, actually hear yourself? Maybe uh, I'd like a Janet Jackson microphone that hangs out on my ear yeah. and then has a wire that goes in front of my mouthpiece. Yeah. We can throw it over something and hang the mic down. Also J style. Also and you can dope. Just speak into it while it dangles. Hey Max, <laughs> do you have any other whack? Or are you ready for your on track? I'm ready for my on track. Go ahead, Max. Uh, my on track is Star Wars: The Last Jedi. <laughs> I appreciate that. I like. I like that these are thematically related. That's a real yeah. yin and yang. <laughs> yeah. The movie was fucking incredible. I keep hearing that. I Where does it, it fall in the pantheon of Star Wars? I, it, it's not Empire. No. No. So this is like a solid number two, though? This is a solid two or three, I would say. Whoa. I'll keep it right up there. I really like Rogue One because it like is like it pushes all the right buttons for my fandom mm, and it sure. like highlights all the cool things that I like. But this was cool because it's fucking completely different and moving in like mm. a direction that I didn't anticipate and I like that. It makes right. me feel good. I uh I liked Rogue One in the theater. Um when I rewatched it, I was a little less stoked on it. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's partly I'm I'm really not stoked on the the CGIing the dead people. That yeah, it's such a yeah. weird thing. I think the movie itself, though, I actually liked it more on the rewatch. Really? Like, I was one, less that into is. it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, like it doesn't matter in the whole scheme, kind of, just because like it exists on its own. That's why I really That's like about it. It's about just it. very solid. Yeah. I mean, it's like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern is dead of the Star Wars Empire. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. shit's kind of awesome. Yeah, we get it. Josh, you went to college, okay? Like, no, <laughs> you don't need to fucking Tim Roth fan. your goddamn degree. And we all just kind of nodded. We're like, yeah, sh- sure, whatever, the best Josh. Is that, uh, I leave saying I this like he's not that cool. dude. I think you've been waiting for Godot, actually. <laughs> My lips are so chapped. Okay, so uh, you don't like people who bitch and complain about The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi, and you like The Last and Jedi. And I like The Last Jedi. Do you have Jedi? any more on tracks? Do I have any more on tracks? Yeah, but we have to. We may have to do another episode. So why don't you quit? No, pump oh, it we're not in the. Uh, you're not what? on Evans' episode. No, no, no we didn't God. watch those. Okay, no, thank and God. we don't have enough mics for you fuckers. Yeah, you didn't yeah. share. We, we only sh- did that one other time, and it was weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just saying. When we did the, uh, that's true. We do have it. Well, oh, whatever. Go anyway, ahead. not important. Uh, can my on track be uh, music related? Oh, of course. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. punks after it's all. Integrity. You're still about that record? Fuck. <laughs> 
I keep trying to breach the gospel of that record, and uh, people keep no-selling me, like, no, it's not that good. It's the best record since, I don't know, the last record that a Melnick played on, essentially. It's incredible. Wow. I appreciate that you love it that much. I don't know if I'm quite there with you, but it's definitely in my top integrity. I think I went into it like with Suicide Black Snake levels of expectancy, and then came out of it, I was like, oh shit, this sounds like like if Pulling Teeth recorded a integrity record. And is it's it, fucking is awesome. Is it better or worse than the Integrity Hybrid Moments cover? Uh, it's not. Well, nothing is as good <laughs> as the Hybrid Moments cover. I don't know what you're talking about. Fair enough. I really like it, too. That's amazing. Well, part of what I like about it is that the diversity of sound. Like, it, it actually has a few different... Like, not that I don't like classic Integrity, but mm. when you are listening to Those Who Fear Tomorrow, that is, what, that is a solid piece of music. Where that, This record is like... You know what? Let's just play a speed metal song. Mm-hmm. You know what? Have you guys heard shoegaze? Let's just do kind of like a shoegazy thing. And then I imagine Joy like, so do I change my vocals? I'm like, no, man. That's what makes it cool. You guys like Japanese metal? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all over the place. And I, I I really appreciate that. Yeah. Cool. Any any other on track? No, that's it. Or whack if you want to just dish oh, Joy's uh, mustache or something. Wow. Joy's Whoa. mustache is great. My other whack would be using uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh reviews to go see to decide whether or not you're going to see a movie i agree with that does anyone actually do that well yes. sometimes, i've seen a lot of conversation never, on the internet about sometimes Rotten the Tomatoes. user the user percentage is okay but Except like the crit- like the critic one is usually not very i accurate. feel the exact opposite really uh yeah most of the time any movie that i think sounds interesting the user rating is like oh fuck this shit <laughs> like people are just like yeah. uh, i don't know i had to think so i don't like this movie <laughs> see you later yeah, yeah. <laughs> i fair. think the the funny thing that the funny antithesis of this rotten rotten tomatoes or even critic culture is the movie pass i think that the movie yeah. pass takes away a lot of the investment that people have to go see movies cuz you're on the subscription service yeah. so now anything you just if you're around you're and it's it. the time you're going to go that's I me get, baby i get what you're saying in theory but i've had movie pass now for almost two months and i still haven't seen a movie yeah but there's extenuating circumstances as to why you haven't though the baby <laughs> no i was gonna say see now see you I guys both even, saw that no, right that was that happened right okay good just making sure Jesus. you don't have to pull your eyes back liam i get it man yeah. you know but i'm just saying i'm just saying was that too loud liam no he's good he's still <laughs> yellow i'm just keeping an eye on it just keep all right you literally max. made the thing turn off i'm sorry I'm powerful vocalist. That's hey, what Joey. it is. Yeah, what's up? Uh, well, actually, we'll have Josh go first. Okay. No, no, we'll go ahead, Joey, as a guest. No, we're mixing it up. We could go oh, back is that and forth. Bing, yeah, I like bing, that. bing, 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 bing. Right. Or do you want to go bing. last? Bing.com. Um, uh, no, sponsor. I'll go, I'll go right now. Okay, we're really right good now. searching. Um, Can you stop viral marketing everyone <laughs> for other Jesus. people? Jesus. <laughs> go check it out, bing.com. <laughs> Yo, Are you guys on Bing? This episode brought to you by Bing. <laughs> not brought to you by Ben. So, uh, whack. I went and saw Star Wars, The Last Jedi, under the premise... Well, first of all, this is what happened. I'll tell you the story. Max's nostrils are flaring. Sean Porter, friend of the show, bought out the entire screening of a theater at the Morristown Mall, a 60-seat theater. He bought the whole thing out, and he only got rid of 30 of the tickets, to which I was the recipient of two. But since Liam and Melani couldn't go, I brought Evo with me, you know, and we had this plan that we're going to dress up. So I had a Boba Fett helmet that had a matching 1970s disco shirt that I owned and a matching jacket. And then I wore it open. So I was showing off my pitiful chest hair and two gold chains that I had purchased from Spencer gifts at the Cherry Hill mall. So I was going to look like, you know, a disco Boba Fett. 
And Eva wore a three-piece suit with his Darth Vader helmet, like the vest and the necktie and all this. And we are so psyched. We're going to show up. And Sean Porter's the man. And like, you know, he, he got rid of the t- 30 tickets. So it's like half-empty theater. We're like, yo, we're going to be so cool in there. We're going to look so awesome. And as soon as we get up there, we see Sean handing out the tickets at the, at the front. And the dude at the theater is like, no masks. So I was like, so wait a minute. I just got to go in here dressed like a 1970s <laughs> disco guy? So I saw the movie dressed like a disco dude. And it was a bummer. And Evan came with us. And Evan just looked like the carekeeper for like two people that are just like, oh, we're just going to see movies. The dress up is going to be great. And the funniest thing is that Evo wore a three-piece suit. And so when, without the mask, he just looked like a manager. So the whole time we're like, yo, get us popcorn. Get some popcorn for us. Don't pay. Don't pay. It was so ridiculous. So that was my whack. On track. Gotta say it, Last Jedi. It's I don't know if it's my number two. It's definitely one of my most favorite because of the decentralization of the whole Skywalker bloodline. Like watching these movies growing up, it's like, yo, there's one white family in the galaxy and they got the force, man. That shit is awesome. And like seeing it now, you're like, no, the force is everybody's. It's like the most like I don't know, it, it's it's got a Vietnamese lady, um, Kelly Marie Tran, I think her name is, uh, playing one of playing Rose. That shit's awesome to me. As an Asian person yeah. who's been in love with the Star Wars franchise my entire life, seeing actual Asian people as like starring roles in this movie definitely blew my mind. It was one of the most emotionally fulfilling experiences that I've had watching a Star Wars movie. That's my on-track. That's awesome. Yeah. That's true, man. That was good. And that was actually concise as opposed to a list of 50 things you've done that make yeah. me Yeah, keep bringing up old shit, Liam. He's <laughs> a busy man, you know? <laughs> hey, Joey. Hey, what's up? You got some whack. I got some stuff. I actually made some notes. Whoa. Whoa. The thing me and Liam talk about doing all the time and yeah. never actually do. <laughs> all right. So I don't really have too many whacks, and I don't want to go too far back in time necessarily, but I tried to watch that movie Bright twice. It's on Netflix. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, it's real Dude, bad. It's so hard. Uh, I don't think I finished it uh, at all. Did you think that the orcs looked like Fury of Five Nineteen? Yeah, absolutely. They're all wearing like basketball had, jerseys and I shit. I also had no idea that was what's his name, Joel Egerton. Yeah, I had no clue that was him. Oh until wow! Until I like looked yeah. it up and I was like, why would he be in this? <laughs> it's it's so just brutal. not good. I mean, and, uh, I'm not, a, I'm not like, a big Max Landis fan anyway. Yeah. Mm. And he did the script, and he's a creepazoid. Well, there's yeah. like a he. Like, there was like a quote by him, Max Landis from like somebody from like two years ago, where he was like. Uh, some oh, something along the lines of like uh, I'm, I got this script for this movie called Bright. I really think it's going to be like uh, my Star Wars, and I was like, Whoa! Whoa. This is your Star Wars, <laughs> yeah! Wow. Uh, my other whack is. Wait, can I just say though, real quick? Yeah. I, a lot of people have attacked it, the idea of it, and I'm actually not. I actually think the idea of let's take some fantasy shit, yeah, and take it out because. There's no I'm real, okay with that. The fact that whenever we say fantasy, we also say medieval Europe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, yeah. every culture in every time period has said magical shit. Yeah. And there are still people, I know it's hard for us to believe there's people who believe in anything, actually. Sure. Like but elves there are, and orcs. There are still people who believe in something force. that you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, specifically, putting it in, like, an LAPD, let's talk about race context, is not yeah. the right idea. <laughs> Whoa, but all these people dude. are like, oh, fantasy. And I'm like... Modernizing fantasy is not a bad thing. I think that could be very cool. And I would actually argue that some of what was going on some Clive Barker stuff. Yeah. Even though we always associate Clive Barker with cyberpunk, I actually or not cyberpunk, um, splatter splatterpunk. Um, I actually think that he was also bringing some fantastical themes into a modern context, and I think that's cool. But Max Landis being like. It's like the orcs are black people. Is like yeah. not <laughs> that doesn't work. So the other issue is that. 
in order to make fantasy elements realistic it seems like the only grit that they added was Will Smith saying the F word a whole bunch of times. Yeah. And he's just like, what the fuck? fuck? And he like you know, murders like, a fairy or yeah, tries to murder a fairy like, in dude, his yard or something. If you're going to do it, you got to do it better than that. You got to do it smarter than that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like for example, like, so I would categorize this movie as like a magical realism movie. Did you watch it? Oh yeah. Unfortunately okay. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, magical realism as a term also applies to a movie like shape of water which is wonderful. You know what I mean? Like it's two sides of the same coin. The issue is that this is just the dumb side in my mind. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I it's would just, agree completely. Yeah. Like it's just like stupid. <laughs> it's like they had just a regular buddy cop movie planned out and they're like, "What can we uh, <laughs> spins around his chair, Lord of the Rings is on TV. Oh, yeah, let's do some works or something. I don't there know. It was, it was yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my other whack is Evan and I were going to go see Liam Gallagher. And oh, and he canceled. Transfer, and he canceled like the day of mm. the show because he's him was, quote unquote sick. And then he played like some crazy uh, festival in Europe like the next day. Mm. What I was looking forward to that because that record is good. Liam <laughs> doesn't seem uh, for the, as, list, as for the listening to... audience. I'm making a very slow, <laughs> long jerk off motion. It's like he's churning butter. <laughs> uh, I'm just not. A, I'm just not an Oasis or Liam Gallagher. Yeah, I kind of. I I was you know Oasis is like cool. I I wasn't as big of a fan back then as i guess i sort of am now but that liam record just really clicked with me i don't know what it, what it was but it was good mm-hmm. um that's my only wax my own tracks uh i'm just gonna rattle off a couple movies and like music stuff i guess um i saw the shape of water a couple weeks ago that's like my number one movie that was your number year. one it's, in, it's it. in the wrap-up we'll, we'll actually talk about that in a second okay cool ahead. it uh yeah we'll talk about that um and i rewatched some stuff that i saw like the, more at the beginning of the year just to see if it held up um, I like to get out more. Like, okay. I really loved it. Then. I'm on. I'm on number four, having watched it, and yeah. I and I I really love it. But weirdly, it's still not my number one. Yeah, that's. I fair. don't know why that is, but it's still. But I every time I watch it, I like it a little bit more. Um, and like everybody says it, but you just notice so much more stuff on the rewatch. Um, and I just thought that was people being like, "Oh well, I already know it now. Obviously, I'm going to notice it again." But mm. you just, you kind of connect more dots, which is cool. Um, and then uh, I rewatched Logan; still really good. Still kind of feel the same way about it. I actually think I might have bumped it up like a half star on Letterboxd. Wow. I think I gave it yeah. like a four or something instead of. Now, did you watch the noir or just the regular? I haven't watched the noir yet, even though I got the Blu-ray. With I hear the noir, the noir is it. better. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah, I I wanted to rewatch it regular on the rewatch, the first rewatch, and then I'll watch the black and white next time probably. Mm. But um. Uh, I watched Good Time like a couple weeks ago. That was really good. Um, I rewatched I Don't Feel at Home in This World anymore, and actually that actually like really jumped up my list. I think it made it to like number five or something. But it was I like that a lot. And I saw that movie uh, Brigsby Bear. Did anybody Great see that? Great movie. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I, it's on my to do to watch. I made a little like playlist uh, to watch, and I haven't gotten to it's it. It's like kind of like a secret hit. Like I wanted to see it when I saw the previews, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Actually, watching it just like press all the right buttons for me. I really liked yeah. it. It was like kind of like. Uh, I, I enjoyed it in the same way that I enjoyed like Turbo Kid. You know what I mean? Mm, like it just yeah. makes me very happy in a way. I had a chance to see it with the with the guy who wrote it. That uh, the guy from SNL. What's that? Yeah, Kyle, Mooney. Kyle Mooney. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. He was at the screening that that Cinepunks went to. Nice. Um, and then some just quick music stuff. I saw Ceremony did those couple shows. Like, how were those shows? Uh, I went to the first night and they were great. Um, cool. I saw them. Like last year at Wrecking Ball Fest in Atlanta, and they played like the best that I've ever seen them play, which was like it kind of like rekindled my love for that band. So I saw them again here at uh, Phil Mocha, and it was like it was cool. It was pretty wild. Um, the new stuff like makes like a really cool diverse set, like real like a lot of ups and downs, like 
really just flows well. Um, so yeah, they're still great. What was the crowd response from people into it? Yeah, they were super into it. It cool. was like a lot of like hardcore kids and stuff, mostly. Mostly, but uh, yeah, it was cool. I heard the second night was better, but I didn't actually get to like see the set list. I heard they played more like older stuff the second mm-hmm. night, like in the beginning, and played new stuff at the end, which is kind of weird. But um, the yeah, one they, thing about that great. band that I was really jealous of is that Andy told me that they did a residency in in L.A. Mm-hmm. And John Reese played two sets with them or something like that. John Reese from Rocket from the Crypt and Drive Like Jehu. Oh, that's your boy. So that's like my hero. Yeah. So cool. Totally that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, the new Turnstile songs are great. Cosine. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Generator. That one is like really good, man. Um, I got no horse in this race, buddy. I don't know. The no new, idea. Uh, the new Red Death record is awesome. It's so fucking it was like kind of like a late addition in the year too. Uh, like, if I had had more time to listen to it, it probably would have made it into my top five. But I think, I yeah, I agree. Time. But maybe more so for like my top ten. I think it's on par with like the Power Trip record. Like, yeah, it's easily, so good, easily, man. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the new NERD record is kind of cool. One like I didn't expect that to like yeah ever be a thing. But uh, I think Max might have told me about it because i you know don't think about i that. listened to it because max was tweeting about yeah, it. yeah and i was like wow that's actually pretty cool and nerd were always pretty good oh yeah um and uh i got a couple other on tracks i watched the hot ones episode with terry cruz the other day uh that's pretty good so good he may, i kind of want to be like his best friend now he's like so <laughs> sincere and like nice man he's like just a very endearing human he's always talking about his porn addiction though he doesn't talk about that on Hot Ones. Well, so that's kind of like the that's only, the one uh, thing. That's that he doesn't all right. Talk well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, rewind. On the other hand, he's also the dude. He's one of the few uh, men to come out in the recent like Me Too harassment. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, I got harassed. Yeah. Whatever. And then like there was all this backlash sort of back for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, people were like, "Why do you want to say something?" Whatever. And he's like. I'm just saying it happened to me, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. And then it turns out like it did happen. And then this dude has actually harassed a lot of people. Oh, wow. And okay. The whole thing. So it's actually pretty great. He said something. But I think yeah. at first people were like, why is this guy they speaking like up? another dude throwing like, his two cents in. <laughs> yeah. I get it, y'all. But like if it happened, it happened. Yeah. And then it turns out like it didn't just happen to him. Like it was good. He said something. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, that is good. Uh, I just got like one or two more. But uh, back to music real quick. Um in a way, I've been playing a lot of the old Tony Hawk Pro Skater games lately. <laughs> and then at Kung Fu Necktie the other night, there was a uh, like a cover show, and one of the bands was called The Secret Tapes. And they're like local dudes, I guess. Uh, they played a bunch of songs from the Tony Hawk games, and it was awesome. They played Super- they played Superman. They played uh, Boy Destroyed the World by AFI. They played Amoeba. Like the whole they played Manthem, dude. It was so good. Um, they played Pyroman Five Thousand. They did not play Power Man 5000. Mm. They did play Missed C- opportunity. They did Missed play CKY. Oh. Yeah. And you're brutal. And this your boy whole, was hype. This whole section uh, of the podcast is bumming me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bummed right now. They played Less Than Jake, Liam. Wow. Uh, Ska. Justin and, Harlan, what's up? Please, anyway. please murder me. And the last thing, uh, much like Max already said, I've been getting a lot of compliments on uh, my new mustache. So pretty hot. Very mature. I'm, I'm very keeping mature it looking. Uh, longer this time. I've had it a couple times throughout my life. This is probably the best version of it so far. Earlier, we decided we're moving to Omaha and becoming Omaha hipsters. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that kind of works for that. Yeah, I totally. That. Wow. I was I was going to make all kinds of cop jokes because you have a very narc feel right now. But, oh wow! But on the other hand, as soon as you brought up Omaha, I was like, oh okay. I could kind of <laughs> two see sides that. of the same coin, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean, like that whole that whole like. You know, there's a lot of like Brooklyn hipsters who are like, wouldn't living on a farm be cool? And then like out in the middle of the country, it's like 
actual people living on living a farm. On you know, yeah. like my grandfather left this to me, and I don't have any ambition to do anything else. I guess yeah. I'll just do this. We're gonna we're gonna go be cow guys. Yeah. yeah. What? Cow who's guys. The, who's cow the, guys. Who am I thinking? Who's the singer? William Elliot Whitmore. Yes, you have a really very William Elliot Whitmore oh, fan. I vibe. know the name, but I don't know. Oh, he's what that deal looks he's like, like a he's like a he's like a like a folksy. He's like, crun- like a crunchy folk guy. He's bluesy kind of dude, but plays but, a but his drum. but his first shows were all with punk bands. Mm. Okay, so he He's was like the, the church before. That might be where I'm going because I've been wearing flannel and a camo hat at the same time mm. recently. When we saw, when we I was saw, like when Tim Barry or something. When we saw him, um, yeah, he had a weird hat on and whatever. And we saw him play, and Josh had an Evolution record shirt on. I did. And he stopped mid song to be like, "Yo, man, I like your shirt." <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> and then he goes, I, "I played, I played with a lot of those bands." <laughs> and then back to the song, and he was like, like. Three songs later, he's like, "All right, guys, I'm kind of thirsty. Can I, I hate to be this guy, but someone get me a beer." And <laughs> get me a beer became an unending flow of shots yeah, until yeah, yeah, yeah. my band by the end was just like, "Blah blah blah." blah. Uh, like, it was just, great like, though. Drunk it was so good. Awesome. They played Mutiny at the end. Remember that? And that was yeah. so great. Ah, oh, wonderful. He's really great. Yeah. All I'm saying is, he's got that uh, Johnny Law song. Yeah, I had that pretty good song for all time. Okay. Yeah. That's all I got. You done? Yeah, I'm good. All right, Mike, <laughs> you done? Here we go. 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 Um, Baby. Let's do this. <laughs> um, actually, I, mine is so fucking boring. I don't know what I'm getting <laughs> on. Uh, whack is basically my baby's uh, ear infection. That's uh, whack. So whack. It's pretty whack. I haven't slept for like a week. It sucks. <laughs> That's not true. She did okay last night, but she's been sick. It's not great. It's a bum out. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I haven't. I've been trying to catch up with movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so my on track is basically movies I rushed to watch, but I didn't like enough to put in my top five. Okay. Because, uh, yeah. because we I were limited. We were limited this year. We're going to talk in a second about our, our top five things because mm-hmm. we all submitted. But we were limited this year to five. Which was a smart move, I feel. I think Nick was right. I When he first said that, I was like, fuck you, man. Because I don't <laughs> like limiting myself. In fact, when we used to do it and it was 10... I submitted twenty because I'm that. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Well, I made like a, a top. Punisher. I made like a forty before cutting out the five for the thing. I haven't finished yet because there's still movies I need to see, and as far as I'm concerned, the year's not over, so yeah. I got time. Um, but some of the movies <laughs> I saw that didn't make it in the list, but I think are worth mentioning, caught Lady Macbeth. Right. Yo. I heard that was good. Apparently, it's based off a book. I didn't know that. I was like, this is the weirdest interpretation of Macbeth I've ever seen. <laughs> and then it was like, no, there's the book. It's actually just a literal of the book, but it's um. Uh, it's interesting because it manages to make our titular titular character a monster, but you identify with her first. You spend mm. a lot of the movie sort of, even though it, some of the stuff she does is bad, you kind of get where she's coming from and why this is happening. Mm. And then it still ends and you're like, oh my God, what the fuck? So I really appreciated that, um, the way that was done. It's always cool when uh, a, a movie's main character doesn't have to be good to be interesting. Mm. Right. And I think a lot of people can't get over that hurdle sometimes. They're like, well, I got to... It's weird that I didn't like them. Like like, like the person, you know? That's the point. But yeah. Krish is another one like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a few more I wanted to mention. Did I already mention Buster's Malheart? Did no. I talk about that? No. If you haven't gotten to check out Buster's Malheart, it's the guy from uh, Mr. Mr. Robot, mm. which I've only seen one season of, so I don't right. really know much about The guy it. who was supposed to play Freddie Mercury in that movie till they... Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. that Yeah. But uh, it's a it's a movie about mental illness. It's also vaguely kind of magical realism a little bit. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. It's super disturbing, but um, 
along with Hakususa and some of the other movies on this list. Oh, including Lady Macbeth. Uh, it's a not a great movie for new parent. Let's just say that. <laughs> if you're a new parent, maybe it's not great, but I've been doing this thing where I'm punishing. Uh, you know, remember when Sean was on the show and he talked yeah. about how as a, as a dad now, it's hard yeah, for him to things watch were certain things. difficult to watch for him, yeah. Since I've had Maeve, I've watched so many... Bad things for a parent to watch, and right, yet right, right. I'm sticking with it. Go watch Baby's Day Out. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, watch that's Boss a good one. Baby. Uh, okay, <laughs> two, two more I wanted to mention that didn't make my list, but probably should have. In fact, one of these I meant to put on my list and I didn't put it on. Now I feel like an idiot. A little movie called Princess Sid. Have you heard about this movie? No. I've heard about it. Very quiet, small, low budget, like not a big film, mm-hmm. but uh, really well done. Sort of about an aunt and. Uh, um, her niece sort of relating. They've been separated for a while. Uh, the young woman's mom had passed away and she's lived somewhere else for a while. Now she's moved. She's visiting Chicago because she's thinking about going to college in Chicago. Mm. And it's kind of about Chicago. It's kind of about coming of age stuff. It's kind of about growing old and sexuality. And like I said, it's it's just sort of a character movie. Nothing super dramatic happens. Mm. But it, it, I got a little emotional. I'll just put that out there. I got a little emotional. I think it's really well done. You really love right. those coming of age movies, though. You really love. No, that's not true. I would say that. What those other are, coming if of age movies? I were to movies, think about it, those uh, you are... love Lady Bird. That's true, but I actually it's number agree, one movie. But actually, don't, let's not get into it. That <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> I actually, I actually agree with the director, Greta Gerwig, that it's not a coming of age movie. Oh, okay. Uh. Well, because the coming of age movie only focuses on one character and about their experience, she feels like it's as much a movie about loss in the sense of it's about her mom losing this relationship and having to let go of that relationship. And I think that's really true. Yeah. Whereas um, Princess Sid does a similar thing in that it's as much about her aunt. In fact, her aunt has. It's not like. In, in fact, I would say for me, her aunt is a much more relatable character, and I almost thought of her as the main character, even though the movie's named after Princess Sid. Yeah, you know about mm. her niece Sydney. Um, I related to the aunt and what the aunt was going through more than Sid. And that might be different for someone who's 22 who sees it. And they're like, I get Sid and who's this dumb, funny lady who reads books? What the fuck? Uh, but for me, I, that's what I you know, related to. And then the last one I wanted to mention, just I don't want to take up too much time, uh, a movie called Super Dark Times. Has anyone else seen this? I've heard of it. No. I you really liked it, it, right? Yeah. I think, uh, I think I'll, I'll just name it for people ahead of time. It's not a perfect film. And um, I would say that the script could use a little bit of work like i think um it's the sort of movie where people are like oh it just not that much happens mm. and i get that, that that it's actually kind of a simple story but if you can go in kind of knowing that and focus on the directing and editing which is for a first feature unbelievably good like so scarily good that i'm like how could this be this guy's first movie mm. that i'm like really curious to see like what he does next which right. isn't to say that, and therefore I didn't enjoy this movie. I enjoyed this one as well. But I think it moved it up the list because of how amazing the rest of it was. Mm. But I can accept, like, people were like, well, but the last act is kind of dumb. I'm like, yeah, it is. That's fine. Yeah. But it's it was great. And th- I thought the young, I didn't recognize any of the actors in it, and they were all really great as well. So nice. they might be people, I don't know, they might be on TV or some bullshit. I don't fucking know. But <laughs> when they do wow. teen, they're all teenagers, so they might be in. Right. You know what I mean? They might be things. Yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Cool. So that's it. And like I said, I'm sure I have other wax, but those are but the only thing I'm been focused on right now is my baby not sleeping. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, I want to take a quick sec before we get into our main topic, which we should say so everyone knows, we're talking about two Norm MacDonald films. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Picked by our esteemed guests. It's funny that we've gone from Jean Roland <laughs> to Norm MacDonald. <laughs> uh, Dirty Work, a classic as far as I'm so concerned. Good. I watched it. I probably watched it in college every two weeks. Did you rewatch wow. it for this? I did. I did. Wonderful. And then a movie I'd never heard of, let alone seen, wow. called Screwed. Yeah, I didn't manage to find it or watch it in time, so it's you a, guys are going to have to enlighten It's me. on HBO. It's a double class. Watch it after. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say, in my opinion, the quality difference between these two films is a chasm. <laughs> is a yeah. deep divide. I used to not think that way, but we'll, we'll get into the, it. The, the space between these two movies is like the space between body and spirit. Yeah. That's wow. how I feel. Um, Okay, Uh, but I did want to take a sec. You know, the the um, Cinepunk's end of year thing came out. Each of us submitted a little bit, and I wanted to give us a chance to talk a little bit about like our top fives and like why we picked what we did, or um, not too long, but just talk a little about it a little bit. Um, Max, I feel like um, you're the only person. I think you're the only person besides me who had good time on their list. Really, I think so. I could be wrong. Sorry if, I, if someone else did and I missed it, but um, talk a little about your number one, Good Time, because that's that's a great, that's a great. Movie. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. Good Time is uh, Good Time is like two really rough hours in a movie theater. Uh, I don't know if it'll translate at home uh, for people that didn't get a chance to see it in theaters and will then see it at home on the TV. Uh, it is gut wrenching. Uh, it's about a person that everyone probably like, everyone in your life has somebody like Robert Pattinson's character in that movie who just has had problem after problem related to drugs uh, and constantly, constantly gets themselves in. I don't want to see shenanigans because then it makes the movie feel light. Like it's a, like it's a rom-com or something. Cause it's probably one of the most brutal movies I've seen. And so it's like pretty dark. It's really dark. Um, the whole movie, I'll dance away from spoilers and stuff like that. Essentially about a guy trying to get his brother out of jail, Mm. which through a series of circumstances, he essentially got his brother into jail. And it all takes course. Well, it takes place in the course of like a day, right? Essentially, I want to say it's almost overnight. Yeah. It starts I, actually, in the morning and then concludes yeah. by the following. Yeah, you're right. I think it's like a whole 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. But it is it is just bad road from start to finish. Uh, I was just going to say, what I really like about it, well, like the best way I can describe it is if anybody's seen Place Beyond the Pines, like the scene mm-hmm. the where he's getting chased on the bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie feels like the way you feel when you're watching that scene, but for like an hour and 40 minutes. Absolutely. Jesus I will Christ. say your experience of this movie will be affected by, um, to what extent you're a fucking square. Yeah. <laughs> Have you oh, read man. the letterbox reviews on this thing? No. There are definitely multiple reviews that were like, one star, why do I care about these criminal scumbags? Wow. And I'm like, oh, wow. oh okay, Trump voter. Like, <laughs> like, no, don't get me wrong. These dudes are losers. Like, no, no nothing, like nothing about extreme. the movie, nothing about the movie is trying to say, this is fun. People. These guys are like fun, exciting guys, and you want to be like them. Yeah. It's like highlighting to me the experience of being desperate, being just smart enough to think you have a good idea, but not actually smart enough to get away with it. Mm. Like, there's no way. Yeah. And and the difficulty of that. And side note, it ends. I mean, I don't, again, spoilers, but let's just say that it doesn't end well per se Mm-mm. but there's a final sort of denouement that shows a kind of compassion mm-hmm. that they didn't have to fucking do yep. the the directors are telling you a dark story and if anyone who saw their last movie um the safty brothers so the safty brothers are the directors and people might know their uh last film uh which is called heaven knows what oh about knows the what? the drug addict 
Yeah. So they That's are, a bummer, too. Holy well, Moses. So I think they're already establishing this idea of, like, humanizing people that the, in my mind, normative discourse, let's say, mm. doesn't humanize. Drug dealers, drug dealers, drug addicts are not human. I mean, that's how we treat them. Like, they don't... In certain sectors, sure. But just overall, the culture's kind of like, oh, he, he was an addict. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's a fucking junkie. And in this movie, it's kind of about that sort of culture, too, but it's not that. It's like a whole other thing. As it's well. not like blow. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the the uh, the one of the directors... So this is the Safety Brothers, but one of the directors also acts in things, and he has a movie coming up called... That would be Benny Safty. Yeah. Benny has a movie coming up called Person to Person. You heard about this movie? I have no. not. Um, it has uh, uh, Michael Sarah. That's what I was trying to reach for. And Abby Jacobson. I think oh, this I did might hear be, about this movie. This might be yeah. the, is this the Abby Jacobson's first? like? I think it's her first like feature, feature film. film. Yeah. Yeah. So Benny Safdie is in it. Um, in fact, his, other, his brother might be in it too. I'm not sure. But uh, anyways, yeah, good time. It's just like. It's a sort of movie where you're asked to have enough. You're only asked to have enough compassion to follow the narrative. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to like these people. Exactly. Mm. The soundtrack is also spectacular. It really oh heightens. My God. Yeah. It re- like it makes some of those moments so tense. They're stellar directors. I mean, I've only seen Heaven Knows What and this, but those two movies alone, I'm like, yeah, they're amazing. Like, give them all the awards. Yeah. yeah. And all the money. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know? It's been pretty light in the nominations, too. Like, I haven't seen Good Time really get too many nods from mm. the, the... I feel like indie film communities are embracing it very much. It was, yeah. It seems like it was kind of in and out of theaters, too. Like, I completely missed it. I had to rent it. Yeah, I saw it at a weird little independent theater in yeah. Seattle. It, well, didn't, it didn't make it to I think it got a little hype that we noticed because I think it played Fantastic Fest. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So that means, like, you know, that world of... Yeah, critics saw it and know. talked about it. But um, again, I think some of the negative reviews I saw were from people who were at Fantastic Fest who were like, Boo, I don't know, blah, blah. <laughs> and like, oh man, I want to punch each of those people in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like directly in the face. Um, okay. Uh, let's each talk about our number one. All right. All right. Uh, my number one was Shape of Water. Um, I think it's just kind of like the, the movie that Guillermo's been like working towards this whole sure. time. You know what I mean? Um, it's like a, it's like Creature of the Black Lagoon, like Amelie fan fiction, <laughs> like goth perv <laughs> stuff, and I'm in. Is goth perv a thing? It is now. Oh yeah. man, yeah. Well done. <laughs> uh, I mean, it 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 aesthetically, and remo- it's just it's just beautiful. Like it's yeah. gorgeous. Just yeah. the whole color palette of it. The all color palette's amazing. All the performances are really good. Michael yeah. Shannon. I mean, I watch like almost anything with him in it. Anyway, yeah, me Max too. And I, I love Michael Shannon. Did, Probably, you, did you watch that Bigfoot movie? Oh my god! I did watch Elvis <laughs> Nixon. Yeah, that's Whoa. great. That one's really good. Okay, What's keep going with Shape movie? of Water, and then we'll talk about. The okay, cool. Movie. Um, I mean, it's just like I don't know. It's just like overall, like I was smiling like the whole time. I feel like you know what I mean. Um, it was just yeah, I loved it so much. It seems like the ultimate ode to like an outsider perspective, yeah, and yeah. that's what I responded and to. Like every, like Richard all Jenkins the, and that's really all of his good. movies. Like every single one of his movies is like about an outsider or yep. someone who should be bad who's actually good. Yeah. Or all and it was things. cool to see you know Doug Jones as the fishman winning the yeah. election and then going right into <laughs> as the oh, you, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> okay, real quick about Michael Shannon. You ever heard about this? I think it's called Potterville or Potterton or. Or something like that. It's on Netflix. Oh wait, about that the town, the abandoned town in 
Wait, no. Good. What you're talking about? Jesus Christ! It's not <laughs> no, even close. A, not even is there close. A town? <laughs> this is a fucking screwball holiday comedy, right? So no, Michael Shannon, Ron Perlman, John Daly, and other famous people who should. I like be how in. vehemently but you said quali- John Daly. It's like just literally now. a goddamn. It's like below John Daly. It's like below Eric Roberts level comedy, <laughs> and it's like basically people mistake Michael Shannon for Bigfoot because he has a su- ghillie suit on, oh, I love and then this oh. whole thing starts off. Wow. I'm in. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, I yeah. hear it's fucking unwatchable <laughs> shit, but everyone in it is amazing. Yeah. Well, everyone in it is amazing in other things, but this movie is bad, is what I've been saying. His performance in Shape of Water is really good, too, because it's, I don't know, for me, it's like the first time I really kind of like hated a character he played. Really? Uh, maybe not. I don't know. At, oh, least in recent, at least in recent memory. Um, and I just. Ice like, Man? Oh, actually, I actually haven't seen Ice Man. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's very it's lovable on, in Ice Man. <laughs> yeah, I heard he's not very lovable at all. He plays Ice Man, right? From yeah, Ice Man. Yeah. Um, but uh, shoots ice. But uh, yeah, shoots the ice. mob hitman with a heart of gold. <laughs> like he's just like a like a regular bad guy, and then he'll just say something like really off, and you're like, oh, a little bit. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. It was dude. like really good performance. Oh, his like his racist comment yeah, to Viola Davis. Like a racist it's comment like, in there, yeah, dude, and then that's like so weird when he like tries to hit on the girl. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Yeah, who's also the mom in Paddington movies, by the way. The girl in that movie. <laughs> it's really weird. I there's only one Paddington. Yeah, movie part two is coming out. out now. So, I mean, and don't disrespect the Paddington. Does she play the mom again? Yep. Okay. Josh. Uh, well, Get Out, but everyone said everything about Get Out, so still holds up. I rewatched it. It's still my favorite movie of the year. It's still the most daring. Here's the thing about all of our top ten, our top movies. This is the first year I feel where, for the most Cinepunks writers, the top movies have been not traditional like movies this is the first time we've had like horror movies pop up as people's number ones for the year yeah which i think is pretty awesome you know what i mean like it's cool to see genre film being the thing that we all exonerate like together you know what i mean like that makes me so happy and get out is like the epitome of that this is the movie that took the most chances this year i think as far as like being what it is just simply being and putting its finger on these things that i think other movies just like no one addressed it or wasn't brave enough to do it to the degree that they did it in this movie. So to me, this is my favorite movie of the year, hands down. Yeah. And I, I you know, I still stand by it. It was a very close two for me. It's a great yeah. comedy. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. Um, my number one, much to Max Davis's chagrin was Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Um, <laughs> it, it's funny cause I actually was, we were talking about this beforehand, but I actually think it's a, a really strong tie with call me by your name. Right. I think the only thing that kept Call Me By Your Name from maybe at this moment surpassing it is weird, but it is what it is, which is that Call Me By Your Name is a film that must never address class. It could never, because in order for this dream world to work, all the poor Italian people have to be super stoked on these rich vacationers whose life <laughs> exists, or else it would like ruin what the movie's actually about, which isn't about that. But some part of me is like, God damn it, I've never even been to Italy and you just hang out there part of the year. Like, what the fuck? Like, there's some part of me that's like annoyed at that and that's not the movie's fault. But that's just, I, you know, I'm just, whatever. But um, it's so beautiful. So let me back up. For me, Lady Bird was my number one, uh, not just because I think the directing is really great, especially for someone who's technically a first. Mm, This is their first time, you know? Um, And not only was it personal in a way that didn't feel self-indulgent, it feels to me like something this autobiographical could be easily a jerk off, like just a total like. Yeah. Yeah. She's so smart and so interesting and so charming, and it's like, mm, she's endearing, but what a dickhead! You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that part of it really worked for me. But also, it, as I said, I think it's the first 
quote unquote coming of age movie I've seen in that realm that also then the parents are real people. Mm, yeah. And I care about them, and I care about what they're going yeah. through. See, typically Whereas, in those movies, the parents are like one note. They like, don't exist. Yeah, you know, they're just there as like an echo, like a mm. whatever. But very much like the Charlie Brown trumpet. Yeah, sure. And like <laughs> almost anyone I've talked to that's seen it has said that, like, especially the relationship with the mom has reminded them of their relationship with their mom in some way. Not even necessarily like a hundred percent the same, but like there's something about it that clicks. You know, there I mean? were definitely resonances with my my mom. A yeah. Have you have you seen it, Joey? Or yeah, no? absolutely. I haven't seen it. Yet. I loved it. It's, I, in, I, it's I really like my think number it's great. four. Max Max, it's I, Max is like the only person I know I that didn't, didn't like it. Hate. <laughs> I didn't hate it. Hate like, it is a strong word. Sounds like me with Star that's Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I love Lori Metcalf. Yeah, she's unbelievable. I mean, I actually like all the performances, but she is a revel. It, that is a role that could suck. Yeah. And yeah. she really, I mean, I think part of that's the writing, but a lot of it she is. She crushes hard. it. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, that was my that was my number one. Um, just very quickly, because I want us to get into the main topic, take right. a break and go to the main topic. Is there anything either on your list or otherwise that you think is worth highlighting that maybe isn't going to get the attention? So I just want to make a quick note. I said in my on track, Princess Sid, I just looked at my list, and actually Princess Sid is on my list. Oh, good. What <laughs> isn't on my list, uh, because I sort of changed it last minute, is Raw. And that that was sort of the... That I wasn't sure whether Raw or Get Out was going to be in my top five. Right. And I put Get Out in, and that's fine. I love Get Out. But mm. Raw is amazing. So good too. It's on Did some other people's lists. Yeah. I, I just, saw it really I just got to say, it's like my. And that's the thing. I saw it early enough like in the year that I almost it. forgot to put it yeah. in contention. And now I'm thinking, like. And again, not that Raw needs that much hype. A lot of people have been talking about it. But for me, more it, it's it's a movie that i think deserves whatever hype it gets uh, mm-hmm. can i ask you something about it yeah sure did you were, you know how like when it came out everyone was like oh my god you know like the scene it really grossed me out did it really gross you out that much it did not yeah and same. in fact i would say when she gets the rash yeah that was that yeah that was worse grosser. That, i agree yeah that's that horrible. grossed me out way more than the thing that everyone is talking about as being gross yeah i was just like in fact, okay. the only reason that movie I loved it so much, the only reason I it didn't move up a little higher for me is some of the musical cues in it, I think are lifted directly from It Follows. I swear mm. to God, yeah, no, you're definitely there's right. one the moment that's that. actually a disaster artist. Like I'm like, oh, that's when the big guy comes into the room. Yeah, and, yeah. And It Follows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. like uh, that kind of that's the one mark I'll take against it. Otherwise, I think it's really great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I would just add uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore sure it's like a Netflix movie so I feel like a lot of people kind of maybe gloss over it but yeah Yeah. I agree Um, it made me want to grow a rat tail (laughs) yeah I haven't done it yet but (laughs) maybe on the third watch maybe Uh, well and you know who you know who directed that no Uh, our boy who we don't actually know our boy uh Oh man, his brothers live near you, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, yeah, uh, Macon Davis. <laughs> yeah, Macon, Macon. Yeah, he's the dude from. Uh, Wait, Ruin. is it? It's not Davis. It's I thought it was Blair. Macon Blair. Blair. That's yes. it. Macon yeah, Blair. Yeah, yeah. And then Max his, Davis, his, Macon Blair. Got it. His brothers uh, live in Fishtown and are musical people. Oh, they did the like, music for Stranger Things. Well, what's great about they also did the music for Green Room. Nice. To touch on Blue Ruin real quick, the mm-hmm. first scene in that is in Rehoboth, Delaware. It is. Max and I's old yeah. stomping ground. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so uh, embarrassing. One of my favorite you movies. can see Dolly's saltwater taffy yeah, in the dude. background. 
Say something bad about Dolly's, Liam. Yeah, you know what's so funny is my uncle actually lives in Rehoboth, so I don't actually have any problem with Rehoboth. Dave Grohl's parents live there, dude. I just like to bust on you guys because Delaware sucks. I once met Dave Grohl at uh, Playland. Funland. Funland. He called me a rocker. He did. Did you look at him and go, did you see him and go, oh my God, Dave Grohl, I love Scream. Like, seriously. (laughs) So, (laughs) So Max was wearing a shirt from a band that had a Nirvana rip, and Dave Grohl walks by, literally verbatim goes... What's up, rocker? It was so sick. Uh, was oh, man. Cool. So good. And then we drove around Rehoboth, and I screamed that at every person I could, Dave. telling them that Dave Grohl called me, Max Davis, a rocker. And I've, had, so I've lived, hard. Up, yeah. lived up to that example this every is day actually, since. This is actually an intervention to tell you to stop telling that story. <laughs> should, we do that? should we do top five music real quick, too? Oh, yeah. You we should do that, do that hey, actually. I, I wanted to highlight a movie. Wait, and let's, wait, get wait, Max, 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 what movie did you want to highlight? It, probably didn't get enough love. And Josh shouldn't highlight either, but we'll go with Max and leave Josh out because who cares? <laughs> cool. Uh, one movie that won't make anybody's list but was actually really touching was Geostorm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really heartwarming story about two brothers right, that have to, like, to move on to find, they have to refine their brotherly love for one another. Hey, man, I think totally. in a city like Philadelphia, mm. Geostorm would have you know resonated really... a little bit more. <laughs> You know, it was Wrench really the heartstrings. Cool. Yeah. yeah, my Philadelphia great. heart. There'll be, like, there'll be like two statues. Geo, geodes are geodes. cool. <laughs> there'll be two at the end of next year. There'll be two statues in in Philadelphia. One of Rocky, and then one of the two brothers from, from Geostorm. Wow, <laughs> genius! Uh, this so podcast let's, brought let's, to you by Geostorm I, again on DVD. <laughs> we're on Blu-ray. We're, we're already over an hour. All right, we're already over an hour. <laughs> yeah, dude. We've so let's tra- just 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 highlight our number ones from from music. From music. I'm gonna go first because I got it out and I don't want to forget. Uh, I picked the Impaler's Cellar Dweller. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know last year I picked a lot of R and B popular stuff. It wasn't because I'm against heavy music. It's just that's what I was listening to a lot of. Mm. Um, this year, uh, I actually was listening to a lot of stuff from last year so a lot of my if people remember my top albums from last year i'm still listening to those (laughs) i'm not actually over those but um a few things from this year seeped into my consciousness and one of them was this impaler's record which i didn't listen to as much as say like coloring book or uh you know cranes in the sky or whatever the fuck um but it was my lemonade it was my go-to heavy record like it was like yeah. okay i need to like rock it right now yeah that's what i was going to more than like my and I, when i say go to i mean in comparison with established records like i could be going to you know bringing it down or those who fear tomorrow or you know whatever the fuck you know uh under the serpent sun or whatever i'm fresh yeah i was going to cellar dollar it's sick and i've and i talked a little bit about this but i'll just sort of say it on the air because i know not everyone reads the website um for some reason, fast has become my old person music. Mm. <laughs> yeah. younger, Doesn't usually go way that go, way. Grandpa. When I, when I was younger, it was like slow it down so I can do more spin kicks. <laughs> I need you to get to the part where I spin kick. You're like a Benjamin Button music. <laughs> yeah, band. basically. And now as I get older, I'm like go faster, go faster. Liam <laughs> I mean, no, moshing like and flip flops to me without you. Oh my God, you've seen that? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ. Um, Literally. Oh, to me Look without you. God damn it. Wow. Uh, okay. But the so point, good. The point being is that uh, I think it's a it's a sick record. It really, it has that fast feel, but it's not light. It I think when you can get that really like thick, heavy sound and still have it be faster is like interesting for me. And yeah. it's just part of that, like give me the 
seriously, I really do want the Power Trip, Mammoth Grinder, Hatred Surge, Impalers tour. Yeah, mm. please. Those are like my four <laughs> favorite, you know, four yeah. of my favorite bands. And so like the Impalers was just, you know, that next step for me in that sort of family of bands that I yeah. still love every single one of them. So Awesome. Who else wants to say their number one? I'll go. My number one this year, I don't know if you guys know, it's been a rough one for me. I've done a lot of things this year. So a lot of the music that I listened to this year was very calming music, a lot of non-vocal stuff. So my favorite record of the year is called The Shuffle Drones by Alluvium, which is uh, this dude named Matthew Cooper put out this record of 23 songs. And the idea is you you set your crossfade to zero and then you put it on shuffle. And every time you listen to it, it's a different composition. So it's perpetually changing. So I listened to a lot of that this year. And it definitely helped me out like a lot, a lot with a lot of stuff that has just been going on. But um, yeah, that's my that's my top one. I mean, this year I put out four records. Did I say that? I put out four records this year. How many? How many records? Four records from Damn. four separate co- from four separate different cons- like Whew. different kinds of bands. Could have been and, five. Um, a lot of it was very loud and crazy. So going <laughs> going to uh, retreating to these wordless elegies, especially one that's so inventive as this one. Really, really love that record. Sounds pretty refreshing. Shuffle drones. Ah, fucking cool. great. So good. Illuvium also did the music for Philadelphia. He played all the piano in that movie. Oh, wow. And oh. like that dude is that guy. So, you know, all of his records are amazing, but this one's my favorite one. So, oh, yeah. Um, go ahead. Who's next? I'll go. Um, mine was uh, White Reaper, the world's best American band. Um, it's just a solid rock album, man. I can't, man. It's like, <laughs> I love that I band. I cannot. I love it. No, no, wrong. It on a mix, I like it. Yeah. But when I listen to the record the whole way through, by the end of the record, I'm like, I'm done. So I the last kiss. record I is can't. like definitely more like garage punk. This sure. one's definitely certainly more garage rock. Mm-hmm. And there's just kind of not like like rock and roll is not young people music anymore. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like all sorts of offshoots or anything else, really. But like, and it's certainly not my like go to genre in, at all. But it's just so I don't know. Like it just, it's just perfect rock and roll music. Um, played by dudes that used to play more punky stuff. I don't know. It's cool. The riffs are good. Um, makes me want to wear some white jeans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, with, the, with that mustache, with my mustache, <laughs> and maybe some white denim. You know? Wow. Uh, it's a I don't hard know. Style. No, uh, but. I'm so unhappy. (laughs) (laughs) All jokes aside, it's just like really solid songwriting, very catchy. Um, My whole, the rest of my list is pretty much like punk stuff, other than like a couple hip hop records. I would also like to highlight "Run the Jewels." I feel like that's more of a 2017 record, even though it came out at the tail end of last year, like Christmas last year. And I think a lot of people forgotten about it, and uh, so they might be like leaving it off their list. But that it's awesome. It's so good. Still, I listen to it. Like constantly, so I'm surprised it's not my number one. But right, White Reaper, I definitely listen to it like more often. So to me, that's kind of like more so the criteria, like what I listen to most often and still love. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I should go. I mean, you, you already <laughs> mentioned it, but you could just you know. we can now spend the rest of the podcast talking about integrity. So yeah, <laughs> integrity howling for the nightmare shall consume. I apologize for not saying that earlier because I like to say it as many times as I can because it's the best <laughs> name for an album yeah. ever. Howling say, for the nightmare show. Say three times in a mirror. Uh, then <laughs> Dwight shows up. up. Yeah. 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 And, All right. And then somebody shows up in a bellboy costume and beats him up wow. in your bathroom. Oh my gosh, this is too much. Okay, we're gonna take a break. Um, check out all the stuff we recommended, but 
we're going to talk about something far more important because <laughs> oh, this yeah. is not based in just our opinions. This is based in simple comedic fact. Right. That is Dirty Work is a classic <laughs> for the ages. <laughs> we're going to come back. We're going to talk about Dirty Work. And then we're going to talk about basically the essentially failure. <laughs> Screw. <laughs> uh, After or the at least break. that's my opinion. All right. We'll Aptly named. Shepherd Fairy. <laughs> there was Shep Fairy. There was Shepherd Fairy, and then he was replaced later with Shemp Fairy. Shepherd Fairy, and then they switch them back and forth. They yeah. call it Shemping. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, enough, enough about the movie Bright. Let's move on. <laughs> Yo, uh, so orcs. I've also heard that uh, they look like uh, people in One Life Crew. I've right. Also heard One Life Crew. Right. That's One weird. Life Crew. So yeah, dude. Our Bright ninety five. <laughs> Is that a good pun? Will that make it to the podcast? <laughs> it won't. Man. We're here to talk about Cleveland Hardcore. I don't even know what fucking year that movie came out. Nineteen ninety-seven. Dirty. Are we talking about Dirty Work? Yeah. Ninety-eight. I don't know about. I'm not. I don't know about Screwed though. I might want to check that one. Screwed is two thousand one. Okay. I did not end up seeing Screwed. I'm gonna put I'm that. I'm kind of surprised that Dirty Work came out before Screwed because I didn't. Yeah. I mean, 
Oh, I'm not that surprised. That is so obvious that I'm weirded out that you're surprised at that. I don't know. <laughs> what? You don't think Screwed is the work of desperate people trying to recreate magic they couldn't possibly hope to recreate? Yeah, I guess. Maybe it's just because it doesn't... It feels like a... I mean, it's... For me, I hadn't seen Screwed in so long that I kind of almost thought they were the same movie. Or like certain <laughs> parts were like... So different. Even though I see Dirty Work all the time, when I think about Screwed, I'm like, oh yeah, that's like, that was funny too. Like Dirty Work, right? But uh, it's just like not as realized, I guess, start, as Dirty let's Work. Let's start with this question. Why Norm MacDonald? Yeah, why'd you Talk guys pick Norm MacDonald for this, this episode? This is what we're talking about. Joey and, I are, Joey and I are both Norm MacDonald fans. Um, fans. Fan, fanatics. Whoa. Fanatics, if you fanatics. will. All right. Fanatics, yeah. if you will. Okay. Max more so, I would say. A, a, a few years ago, about 10 years ago, they did a roast of a gentleman named Bob Saget. And Joey and I were... Director of Dirty Work. Director, Director of, of Dirty Work, work yeah. <laughs> and Joey and I were just sitting on the couch at my mom's house hanging out. And uh, like we just happened to catch it at the right time. And Norm MacDonald came on. And he delivered maybe... The, the best roast I've ever the, seen. Yeah, like it, in the moment, it Bar felt none. like the worst thing you were seeing, and then like about halfway through, it Have you became. Guys seen it? I've seen it. I don't remember it though. It became. I just remember Norm Macdonald uh, saying there was a newspaper. The yeah, entire time. absolutely. Like, just real dry, like yep. old school, like ragging on somebody jokes. It makes like, like a Christmas seals joke. Oh, wow. but about like the animal, and like a joke about going to see the lions play the tigers, and Bob Saget bringing like a double barrel shotgun, like just oh my god, low shelf stuff, but yeah, like yeah, definitely yeah. like from a roast in like the 1950s. Yeah, like the first roast. In- <laughs> it was incredible, and it went from being not funny to slowly building into the funniest we thing. Were in we were literally tears, in tears. Like, yeah, just rolling around whoa. my mom's living room, yeah. dying watching this. And I grew up on SNL. Mm-hmm. Specifically in the mid '90s, and Norm Macdonald mm-hmm. to me was the best yeah. Weekend Update host. That is, I know a lot of people like Kevin Nealon and Dennis Miller and you know Chevy Chase, but mm-hmm. Norm Macdonald, Colin Quinn, Colin Quinn. Oh man, Michael Che, go on. He <laughs> immediately Quinn? replaced. The room Norm fell McDonald. silent. Yeah, uh, that's funny. Colin so, Quinn sucks. <laughs> I think I also probably I saw Dirty Work in high school. Like probably I would say like two to three years maybe after it came out. And then I had a buddy. That just in, made me shiver. By no, I just got older. <laughs> hey, well, I'm, I just turned 32. I'm not really that young. I rented anymore. it from PK Video in Laurel, Delaware. Cool. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> the, the sponsor of the podcast, PK Video. And Laurel like Delaware. one of my really good, <laughs> one of my really good friends uh, in, he, we had like biology class together and we would always just quote Dirty Work constantly. Like we thought it was like the best, most quotable movie at the time. And now I realize it's. The best Still. movie ever. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Fair enough. 98, I was in... I was a Freshman in college. Freshman in college. Yeah, how did you know that? Whoa. I was a guess. Oh my God. I, I just knew you were old. A, I think I was a freshman in college in 98. I don't think I saw it though. I think that was a that was a DVD thing. That was not like a... You know, Billy Madison I saw in theaters. Happy Gilmore yeah. I saw in theaters. Mm-hmm. A lot of those sort of later 90s comedies I got to... Dirty Work sort of went under my radar, even though, again, I was also a Norm MacDonald Weekend Update fan. Absolutely. Though I was a bigger fan of his appearance as a host, where he does the monologue about, two years ago, I wasn't <laughs> funny enough to be employed by the show, and now I'm hosting the show. Yeah. And it's not that I got funnier, it's that the show sucks now. That was my favorite monologue of all time. He kind of like hijacks anything he's yep. a part of, yeah. which is really great. The, yeah. S- the ESPYs, he hosted the ESPYs once in the 90s and yeah. famously just drove it right into the ground within minutes. Yep. Um, I'm into that. Wow. So, okay. The White House Correspondents Dinner is another Norm MacDonald highlight. Wow. So then... Dirty Work, I got into an, you know, DVD, probably like 99, 2000. 
And it quickly became just a regular, like that. And then eventually when Zoolander came out and mm-hmm. um, Super Troopers, these were the movies that when there was no mo- new movie you wanted to see. These are because the fallbacks. A, you got around to it. If we did a, a run through Blockbuster <laughs> and there was nothing new we wanted to see, it was like, all right, we're going to do Dirty Work, we're going to do Super Troopers. You, these are the movies you ended up buying either on VHS or DVD. I think I had Dirty Work on VHS actually, but um, you bought them on, on some because you had rented them so many times that you're like, I should invest in this movie. I should just yeah. own it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's eminently rewatchable for me as well. Oh, yeah. Um, the question I have to open with though is, uh, Actually, to Josh, I think you're the only person here mm-hmm. who doesn't have a history with this movie. Nope, I don't. Oh. So as a new viewer, tell us a little bit about how this movie played for you. What did it make you think? How did you feel watching it? Because we, all three of us, have a little bit of a veil of nostalgia when it comes to this right. movie. Right. See, for me, I've seen it before. It's not like my first time seeing it for this. But oh, okay. Oh, okay. I've only seen it once. Yeah. And that was with Richie and my brother, I believe. And um, watching it now, I think it's really funny that... Uh, Norm McDonald's dressed like Chad Muska for most of the movies. That's pretty funny His to me. His style is Dude, wild. Dude, unbelievable. I'm just like, yo, that's so cool. It literally looks like how you would dress a kid. It reminded oh, yeah. me of when but hardcore like, bands would tour, and you'd on, they'd only bring extra large shirts. Well, and there'd be everybody would just buy the same shirt. <laughs> they'd have like only extra large, and everyone looked like a child, like and, giant toddlers in the mosh pit with like. And Caesar the undershirt haircuts. is bigger than the overshirt. <laughs> oh, I couldn't get style. off that the other day when we watched when Evan and I watched it, and it was like, why his t-shirt sleeves are coming out of the other sleeves? It's crazy, man. And it's not like the overshirt is small. No, no, no literally, like it's like, like, it's like a two X short sleeve plaid shirt yeah it's oh, literally like, he's like white I need guy. a 2x yeah. but then i need a 3x <laughs> then my waist my waist size is definitely 38 so yeah. that. and then i need size 14 shoes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah everything yeah. about him is extended it's like a cartoon it's well, funny it's the funny thing also is how many people are in that movie like chris farley's in the movie uncredited what's uncredited. that about and it was <laughs> his last movie i know why yeah. would they not credit him for that movie chris farley's brother is in it chris farley's brother's in it in the theater <laughs> scene and um who else is in it um Keckner, uh, Robert Keckner is the uh, car salesman. Like, yep. there's so many people in the movie. The one, the one homeless dude's a writer. Um, I forget his name, but he, uh, the guy that was in Billy Madison. Yeah, yeah. That guy. Speech. There's so many people in the movie that you're like, oh yeah, hey, look at these guys in here. But um, man, pretty abrasive. Some of the jokes, gotta say, gotta <laughs> say, a lot of homophobia going on in there. It's like, wow, okay, all right, this is happening. But uh, it was the '90s, I guess. I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't even. That was the style of time. Ooh, I have to say, this is, I think, a point we should stop and discuss a little bit. Does this movie fall within the realm of it's the '90s, or does this go beyond it's the '90s? I think it goes beyond it's the '90s. You think so? It's you feel a, like it's even beyond what was sort of the norm for that time, dude. Artie Lang is a normal person in this movie. That's a hard style, dude. That guy's like, <laughs> I mean, holy shit! When Artie Lang is oh your God. when Artie Lang is your straight man, what the fuck? Yeah, that's true. You get <laughs> like you get like are diet you, Lang. Are you talking about sort of the 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 taste of the jokes? I suppose. Yeah, I mean, so just so people know, a there's not that much. We're sort of marking off our little dingers here. Mm. Not that much racism, actually, for the 90s. There's, there, there could have been, for the 90s, way more, yeah. uh, for that time, probably Chinese jokes. Right. Though there could have also been... There's a Singapore whore joke in there that gets called by a bunch say, of... I was going to say, that's, yeah. that's, the, one, that's, that's the, one. the one sort of in that realm. But there's not as much as, I think, in those other movies. There's a certain amount of like uh, sexism. But again, 
specifically with the horror jokes. Uh-huh. It's, it's, uh, a, yeah. it's yeah. a it's a. I don't want to be the one to correct this joke. It's a Saigon whore. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, that's you're right. You're right. They all look the same to me anyway. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, Josh, stop it, you Filipino. <laughs> That'd be a good time to be like Max. Why did you say that? <laughs> um. Okay, so then around the sexism stuff, but it is pretty centralized around this theme, which I find no less offensive, but interestingly enough, I feel like the female interest in the movie is more developed than some of those movies. Yeah, no, I agree. You're definitely. Cause... That, which I thought was an interesting sort of balance between like, oh, here's a strong female character, and then here's constant reference to hookers and prostitutes and <laughs> yeah. poor and whatever, yeah, whatever. And then uh, the running thing that actually I thought was like, ooh, this is a little rough. But might be sort of standard for the '90s is the homophobia stuff. Like, right. we're going to show the gay porn, and everyone's going to run out. Yeah, the rape in the jail. And the worst part for me about the rape in the jail is it actually leads into one of my favorite jokes ever. If Norm, <laughs> well, that is true. If Norm did that joke not about getting raped, yeah, and about something else, where he's just like ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous, it would be amazing. But yeah. because it's tied to that, part of me was like. Ooh, is that funny? Well, there's kind of like, uh, there's kind of like, and maybe I'm reading too much into it now because the movie came out in '98 sure, or whatever. Sure, sure, but sure. there's an interesting dialogue between them before that scene where Norm is like, "Well, you know what happens in jail," and Artie Lang is like, "No, what do you mean?" Uh-huh. So in a way, it's kind of almost like uh, making fun of the stereotype. But I don't know if that was their intention either. It's hard to say. No, hard yeah, to I would say, say probably say. not. But well, well, so I guess my question is: Is this like a standard? So like. For example, um, if we were discussing the 80s and right. a movie like The Goonies, you can make an argument that The Goonies is just what you could expect from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Or you can make an argument of like, no, data is a little too far even for the 80s. Yeah. Right. Or same with Monster Squad. Is Are the hard Fs and Monster Squad standard for the 80s? Or is that more than you can expect from the 80s? With Dirty Work, I wanted to know if you guys thought, this is just what... The, the 90s were like. The 90s were just like this, and we're watching a movie from the 90s, but it is. Or oh, does this one push the envelope even for the 90s a little bit? I don't know. If we were talking about Adam Sandler, I would say it's the 90s. But we're talking sure. about Norm MacDonald. Sure. And Norm MacDonald's style of humor uh-huh. has not deviated much from the style of humor that is in Dirty Work in the 20 years since. No, that's also, yeah, true. also wow. true. He's more yeah. like he's more aware of what he does when he makes those style of jokes now, but it's but it's still the same. It's still the, essentially the same content in a mm-hmm. lot of Norm Macdonald's jokes. He definitely towing the line is probably not the word. He's definitely like way, way, way over it. Yeah. And then somehow at the end of the day, still survives the backlash. I don't know if it's yeah. just because he's Norm Macdonald. Yeah. And people don't expect anything else from him, or if he does it in a. Can you do it in a smart way? Can you? Is that a thing? I don't even I don't know think if that so. can be a thing. I don't know like if it's so a thing. Much, yeah. So built into your shtick that you don't it even is. like think about it. It is of having a smart or a dumb way. It's, but it's, same thing like Sarah Silverman and a lot of those comedians of that era. Sure. Like it is so baked into their set and their style of comedy that it just has never left. I mean, a lot of people hate on Sarah Silverman, and she's definitely made some decisions I don't like. But I do think there's a certain intelligence going on, and and in Dirty Work, a couple of the jokes are just cheap jokes. Like, yes, yeah. Uh, nose bitten off by us uh, is Saigon is what we've just yeah. said. It's, it's Saigon. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, just Saigon. Cheap, it's just a cheap joke. It's yeah. not like a smart... Whereas sometimes... I won't say always, but sometimes Sarah Silverman's offensive stuff can be smart. smart. Yeah. It, like It's getting sure. something. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily make it okay, and if someone's offended by her, so be it. But for me personally, I think that helps me with her to be like, oh, I, I get what you, she's you, trying to do. Yeah, there, you get whatever, it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, though... 
I don't know. I hate to say this because I, I want to say up front that Cinebunks is very much on the side of people that are uh, oppressed and who these jokes hurt and all that stuff. Absolutely. But I have this veil of nostalgia maybe. Yeah. I don't care how offensive this movie is. There's oh, really man. only... Like, All right, I'm glad you said it. There's really only like two jokes that I'm like, oh, I could do with that. Like, literally, really, mm. le- less of the Saigon Horde jokes. I don't even care sure. about the first one. The fact that it goes on... I yeah, that gets like, called that gets, back that and you're like, oh, old. man, really? And then less... I mean, if you took out... There is no joke about sexuality in the movie that works. So yeah. you could take them all out, and I would yeah. be okay. Right. Other than that, the rest of the movie, I really don't care. Like Which, every part of it works. And it's it's funny like, as hell. It's more than it's you can say. Sharp. Yeah. It's more than you can say for a lot of other movies of the time too that you go back and rewatch. It's kind of like you see similar parts in other movies. Like nothing really comes to mind specifically right now, but um, and you're like, wow, oh, I don't know if I like this movie as much anymore. Mm. But Dirty Work. I still love it. It mostly still works. <laughs> yeah. It's mostly still funny, is, is right. my opinion. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I agree. It's very nostalgic. If I had seen, like, uh, for me, it's very nostalgic because if I had seen, like, Ace Ventura this year, it would not be as funny to me as it was yeah. when I was a kid. Right. Uh, Dirty Work would probably be the same. If I had no context of Norm MacDonald and was the person I was in 2017, if I saw that movie, I'd be like, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but because I, Norm MacDonald's, like, baked into my childhood. Yeah. So I do give him a, a pass. Like, yeah. Way too much, probably. But he gets he <laughs> gets like this constant pass from me to absolutely a to, a fault. to a fault. A pass. There to are a so fault. many goddamn golden jokes in here. There okay. are. Yeah. Let me, let, let's just go through a little bit. We can talk a little bit about some of our favorite parts because for me, one of the golden moments. It's such a small thing, but the I have to go lift weights. <laughs> <laughs> Something about that. Every time I see it. Fucking destroys me. <laughs> Mine is when Chris Farley puts the the song on the jukebox for the for the fight in the bar. Oh yeah, Street Fighting Man, <laughs> seven, dude. That scene is so funny to me. That's like the scene. Oh in my that god, scene where he goes, "Why do you get a pool key?" <laughs> Norm gets thrown out of a lot of windows in this oh, movie yeah, too, dude, which I, a genius, yeah. always works for me. Not I will sell. always appreciate that. Learn how to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Um, even like right out the gate, I love the the young Norm joke where the bully's trying to get his milk money, and he goes, "I'm not so sure you'd use it on milk." That I love that one. <laughs> the kid, whoever they got, young Norm, what's he up to? I don't know. Yeah, hope he let's get him on. I think he's Sheldon on Big Bang Theory now. <laughs> Terrible. Um, I really Buzz. love a lot of those. Some of the best jokes in the movie are though those little quips, those little small, mm-hmm. those little know? asides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's like, a genius, like tactic to joke making yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i really um oh now it just went out of my brain my bad no it's okay um one of the ones that really clicks for me is the um god damn it does anyone else have another one? i got a good one yeah. i saved this one uh there's two kinds of people in this world those who get stomped on and those who do the stomping that famous guy said it what's his name uh oh yeah jesus <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that is one of my favorite. This words. is going to turn into us just quoting the whole movie, pretty much. <laughs> oh, no, uh, I, I have a really fun uh, side story. I saw um, that band, The Ergs, played a reunion like earlier this month. Sure, um, and they are notoriously obsessed with dirty work. They have like a B sides record called "Hindsight Is Twenty Twenty, My Friend," which is something that Chevy Chase says. Um, 
they have like a because of the amazing line. Wait a minute, <laughs> you bet against Rocky in Rocky Three. <laughs> yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. That was one of the moments. I, love that one. I was watching this with Susan. That was one of the moments where we both started like fucking freaking. Yeah, out. <laughs> um, and then the the Ergs have like a side project called the Hamiltons, which is based entirely around Don Rickles' character, and all the songs are direct quotes from his character in the movie, which is amazing. Um, but uh, when I saw them play the reunion show. They projected dirty work on a screen behind, like a huge screen behind them, and played for the entirety of the movie, start Whoa, to finish. Holy shit. Um, and they would like stop in between songs and just like watch it for a couple seconds and like shoot off a couple quotes and then play the next song. It was amazing. I also love Hello, Real Cops. Oh, man. <laughs> that one's so good. Uh, and then, like, even the beginning of that joke where he's like, he calls him and he goes, Yo, Neil, is that you? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. me. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Brilliant. Frog Ball. Oh, yeah. So there was a band. Um, I can't Massachusetts. remember. What, I would say, what, I can't remember what year, maybe 2008, 2009, something like that, called Frog Ball. Um, they're from Massachusetts. They had like uh, they, they, com- they had like a discography because they didn't have very many songs called Son of a Bitch Bastard, which is what the one reporter says near the end when he gets like hit in the head with something at the at the theater. Um, and they have uh, they have a song called Hey Mildred, which is when Mitch uh, calls, what's her name, Kathy, by the wrong name just to get her attention. Um, they have a song called Note to Self, and then they have a song called uh, Yeah, It's Me, Neil. And it's like 20 seconds long, and it's like, it's like punk, it's like... Kind of loosely hardcore influence, but mostly like pop punky kind of thing. Um, and uh, the literally just quotes once again. And he goes, "Yeah, it's me, Neil." And then the song like ends briefly. It's so good. Wait, were you just peeing off the side of the roof? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kinda. Um, so, so okay. So, talk to me about the transition from this into Screwed. Oh, the trans. Are we going I have to not screwed seen now? Screwed. Yeah, because are we going to screwed already? I have a couple no, cool let's, let's say dirty few, work facts. I want to say a few things about dirty work. Okay, because weirdly, this movie works narratively, but the structure of the script is like the worst case scenario for a comedy film, uh-huh. which is like almost disconnected. Like, yeah, we pieces kind of jump together. Some scenarios. It's like we had all these things we of- wanted in it. Let's try to figure out how they fit. And the, kind of. the interstitial music is so 90s. It's so <laughs> 90s. Oh, man, it's got like yeah. hits, man. I was like, how did they no, get no, no, all no. these songs? No, not the needle drops, which is oh, also so okay. 90s and really great. But they use the same interstitial. Like every time they're like, we do this thing, and it's just like, boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that thing, after a while, because they use it, because again, there's it's it's a very cut heavy movie. It's not yeah. quite. It's not quite Family Guy esque, but it is like that. We're doing a thing, and then we cut to the thing. Yeah. Every time they do that cut, they use that weird guitar twang, and it, by the end of the movie, I'm like, "Fuck that!" <laughs> but yeah, I mean, my, my wife is a very '90s kid, and so watching the film, did she watch it with you? Yeah, she watched it with me, nice. and for her, the best part was all the '90s songs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Semi kind of life. Oh yeah. Burnout by Green Day. Oh, and uh, of course. Uh, Fucking tub thumper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Knocked out. Yeah. yeah. Um, Probably the first uh, anarcho punk yeah, group <laughs> in a fucking Hollywood film, right? Mm, pretty great. Pretty great. Probably. They might have that song might have been in a couple movies. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> even you know, so, good good win for anarcho punk. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a couple like fun dirty work trivia pieces from IMDb. Uh, mostly because I think we're gonna have so much less to say about Screwed. Yeah. Once it comes up. <laughs> well, we um, should talk about how it's but, terrible. Uh, yeah, we talked about already, but it was. 
Chris Farley's last film, which is kind of crazy. Um, it also was released right after Norm was fired from SNL. Um, and which is it, why they brought him back, right? NBC, probably. And NBC would not advertise the movie like at all. That's amazing. Um, Howard Stern was offered the role of Satan and turned it down. And then it was given to Adam Sandler, who would later play Satan's son, Little Nicky. That's my wife's favorite fair, movie. What's weirder? <laughs> what's weirder? Adam Sandler as Satan or Gary the Randy Gary Coleman? Oh Randy man, Gary Coleman, uh, <laughs> yeah, so ridiculous. Also, would Howard Stern have even worked? I can't yeah. hear him saying "We eat the pig and then together we burn." You know, <laughs> it just doesn't make sense to me. Maybe in a different context, he would line. say it in a different context. But if Adam Sandler's career had devolved into um, him playing the same emotionally damaged character over and over again, mm-hmm. and then him just going. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? The yeah. fact that he continued to be like, no, I'm actually comedic. Yeah. I don't just make funny voices. I actually have jokes. I think he was also uncredited in this, too. Um, it was a good cameo. Yeah. Uh, it has a PG-13 rating, but it initially had an R rating. Um, and like Chevy Chase kept telling Artie Lang and Norm Macdonald, like, you guys got to make this movie R. You got to make it R. It just doesn't, you know, it's not going to work PG. The studio is going to try to make you make it PG-13. Um, ultimately it was still PG-13. It got moved to an earlier release so it wouldn't have to compete with something about Mary, which was an R-rated movie that sort of became it, a like revived the R comedy in yeah. a way, you know, which is kind of like unfortunate for this movie. But apparently, I don't know. I, I mean, I love it the way it is. Apparently there was a scene that was cut where they delivered donuts to somebody, but then they opened the donut box and there's like pictures of their genitals in it, which is like very bizarre. I don't know if Dirty Work needed to be more abrasive. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, like, why don't we kick this up a level? That's, that's kind of all I got Put as far as like trivia stuff goes. We could just keep quoting forever for all I care. But I mean, uh, you know, we, we tend to be a show that like uh, likes to um, find texture and depth in things for which <laughs> there are not. Yes. But I just don't think it's worth it with Dirty Work because you're kind of missing the point. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, Dirty Work, I think we can all sort of say Dirty Work is a movie that if you think too hard about, you're probably going to think yourself out of enjoying the film yeah. and not mm-hmm. think yourself into enjoying the film. Which would be like a crime. And I honestly don't know that it's a movie that I, if you are someone who has no nostalgia for this, and especially if you're someone who is um, uh especially sensitive around some of the things we've mentioned. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh, get over it and watch Dirty Work. Like, yeah, no, don't watch it. It's yeah, more like fine. a shared thing. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like, you know what it reminds me of? It's sort of like a an awkward YouTube video that we've all seen that you wouldn't show a new person, but you would talk about it like, yeah, I remember when the, I don't know, for me, it's like the grape lady. I don't show, <laughs> like some of the grape, right. the latest I don't show, the grapes. I, I don't show the people the grape lady, but if you've seen the grape lady, I'll talk to you about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, fuck it is so uncomfortable when she yeah. falls. Yeah. <laughs> That's how dirty work is for me. I don't, I don't need to talk you into watching dirty work. Yeah. But if you've seen dirty work, we can talk about it and it's fun. And, yeah, you know what I, mean? I think it would also be unfair to not touch on the Don Rickles scenes. Oh man, Don Rickles, so Don funny. Rickles, in that fucking and I, movie. Yeah. I believe he ad libbed a good portion of the stuff that he says. Well, there's a whole section at the end, right, where they, he's doing all the ad libbing and yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then the like post credit. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Um. We're going to take a quick break so I can say, hey, Phil, I love you. Hey, Phil. I just wanted to say hi. Okay. Hi, Phil. I can edit this out, so it's fine. Um, uh, so Josh, though, a little bit ago asked an important question, which is, oh, the, yeah. how do we think Norm MacDonald got from Dirty Work? Which, let's say this about Dirty Work, regardless of how you feel about the film. It is a fucking victory. for Right. Like, Norm MacDonald is fired from SNL. 
almost in disgrace, right? Like, people always bring up the time he said fuck. Yeah. But he stayed on the show a little bit after that. Like, he was really fired because one of the guys thought he wasn't funny. Yeah. Like, this is like, a, he was actually fired for being bad at his job. He does dirty work, and all of a sudden, he's on the rise again. Like, people are caring about him and caring about his work. What the fuck do we think happened? With, first of all, does anyone remember when Screwed actually no. came out? No, I, it was I, the no. first time I even heard about it when no, you I guys do. mentioned it. I literally remember when that Tell movie came out. Tell me about, because I, I literally, I, I, I was obsessed with Dirty Work, and I've never even heard of Screwed. Right. All right, I'm, gonna, um, I'm just going to do some speculation about the timeline of Norm MacDonald's career here. If I recall, Dirty mm-hmm. Work got him a network sitcom that called got canceled. Norm, right? Called The Norm Show or yeah, Norm show. or something like that. That got canceled very quick. Mm. And hit movie to failing TV show is a really tough bump yeah. in the career of a comedian it's probably especially in the 90s this is like dave Chappelle. he and dave Chappelle, when going into screwed were kind of on completely separate career trajectories dave Chappelle was about to become you know like the most famous comedian in the world and mm. norm mcdonald was about to you know he's about to end up on a podcast was this, pre- in like a decade. Half, was this pre-half baked yeah okay yeah for sure yeah wait was it i thought i don't know let me look to the Hall of Records. But go on. Yeah, uh, Half Big definitely came out before Screwed. There's okay. no way Half Big came out in 2000. I'm almost positive. Uh, but they were on very different career. I'm surprised. Sure. This, this wouldn't surprise me if it was a movie that was filmed in like 1998. Oh, wow. Half Big was 98. Half, oh, yeah, okay. exactly. So this was like three years later. This this could have been one of those movies that like a, like gets produced and gets made and then gets sat on. Yeah. Because it's so bad. And then a studio is like, hey, there's some hey, money to be squeaked out of these people. These guys are popular now. Exactly. Yeah. Like Sarah Silverman is a name. Yeah. You know, all these people are names. So let's go and release this piece of shit to the world. <laughs> and maybe we can make a quick buck off of the names of a couple comedians. And hey, pe- some people remember Danny DeVito from Taxi. So maybe you'll get some old people. <laughs> it's a weird Taxi. Can we, can we talk about the insanity that is this cast? Like The cast is it's like incredible. bloated. Yeah. But, um,. Like, <laughs> dirty work. At least Norm is one of the writers, and even if he wasn't, it it feels like the parts are written for the actors and actresses that are in the movie. Um, Screwed is like you could just plopped in anybody, and, with yeah, the exception of Danny anyone. DeVito, probably because he kind of <laughs> kills it. But like Norm doesn't really feel like Norm, other than like a couple scenes when him and Dave Chappelle are together. Um, the scene where he gets robbed. In the park with by the, the with, kids, with, by the kids, the where kid he, stabs him and, in the leg, or whatever. And when, and when they come back later, he's like, "He's two two giant guys." That, like, that doing... seems really good, actually. Uh, <laughs> the fact the kid just oh stabs God. him is really great. Um, but, hey, uh, Mister, what's in the box? Other or... than that, it's just like the, I mean, they're not at their best. Let's walk through this cast for people. So we've already said Norm Macdonald, Dave Chappelle, we've Sarah got, Silverman. We've got Elaine Stritch, mm-hmm. classic, classic. Danny mm-hmm. DeVito. Uh, Daniel Benzali. How the fuck? Why is he in this movie? Like, I don't even understand. Like, my man is in... I read a funny letterbox review where somebody said that uh, Benzali looks like Donald Trump without hair. (laughs) I was like, oh, God. Then we've also got Sherman Hemsley. So sick. Jesus Christ. So sick. Sherman Hemsley. Sarah Silverman, as we said, Malcolm Stewart. And then, uh, you guys remember this dude? When he showed up, I was like, why do I know this guy? Lachlan Monroe. Let me see. Let me see his face up now. From where? Yeah. Okay. The guy who plays a cop in like sixty movies, essentially, (laughs) or a bro, or he's on Riverdale. Oh, that guy. Oh, wow. No shit. Yeah. He always and and back then he always played like a uh, 
like a shitty boyfriend or like a like a right. B sort right. of character guy that was like always kind of the same. Get me one of those uh, dick white guys for this role, and that's <laughs> yeah, essentially much. what he yeah, did. Standard, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he needs a white dick. Fourteen acting credits on IMDb. Jesus Christ. He's, he's a, been in a lot of things, and he's always an asshole. Yeah. In this one, not or so much, because no, it's, it's a right. small role. Yeah, yeah. He's just like a general, like... He's a keystone cop. So, he's like a nervous turd so in this. let's talk about the plot of Screwed. <laughs> what is the fucking plot of Screwed? <laughs> uh, so, the... Uh, he's like her butler, essentially. He's like an older lady. He's like... Underappreciated ser- butler. Underappreciated, right? like, servant. His dad also had the same job. Um, but passed away, and then Norm uh, has inherited, like, the, inherited job. the job and, and the also suit. the suit. Um, and all he wants is a new suit. Actually, this movie's kind of a Christmas movie, too. Yeah. Um, because he's asking for the suit for Christmas. It takes place around Christmas or at Christmas. Mm. Um, and then, Season. so him and uh, his buddy Dave Chappelle um, try to steal her dog. Yep. It goes... Because it's the only thing she cares about. Yeah, it's the only thing she cares about. It goes poorly. Um it like runs out of the back of the van and it goes back to her. And then so they think that he, like everyone starts to think that he's been kidnapped. And then that he's Norm like is kidnapped. basically trying to collect the ransom for himself. Yep. Yeah. He like plays like a like they play like a kid like kidnappers. They make like fake videos where he's like kidnapped and they try to get ransom money. And she like suddenly cares about him because it's on the news and stuff. Yeah. She's like a, a pie magnate. Like, yeah, she's a mogul. A mogul, if you will, yeah. <laughs> a pastry mogul. Very similar to Mom from Futurama, I believe, right? Who runs the uh, Mom's Oil, who's like oh, yeah, a sweetheart yeah, in the press, that. and yeah. then like a psychopath behind yeah. the scenes. Kind of the same character. Yeah, fair enough. It's crazy to me. First of all, this was written by uh, the screenwriting team that also wrote Ed Wood. <laughs> well, this was like their direct, like the only yeah. thing, or maybe one of the only things they directed, but they wrote so many cool things. Like People vs. Larry Flint, mm-hmm. uh, Ed Wood, yep. and what's, there's like another pretty good one. Um, Let me look through Problem Child. Uh, <laughs> Great movie. Is that? Problem Man, Child 1 through Man 3. On, Man on the Moon. Uh, Man on the Moon, that's one I was trying to think of. Yeah, so. Uh, let's weird. also not uh, forget 1408. Great movie. Fantastic. And John Cusack. John Cusack classic. Oh, God. I love mythology. Also, (laughs) Big Eyes? What? Yeah. They're still going. Also, Goosebumps? Yeah. Another Uh, movie. They wrote the screen. Did they write the screenplay? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Another great movie. Um, And then they've been working on American Crime Story. The show, I think, is actually pretty good. Interesting. Um, This movie is so bad. I mean, first of all. Not (laughs) directors. You have three. I mean, Norm MacDonald, Dave Chappelle. Danny DeVito, and let's add in Sarah Silverman. These yeah. are four naturally funny people. Yeah. Crushing it. And I feel like, how did they work so hard to get them not to be funny? They almost, I mean, there's a couple of moments here and there that are funny in this movie. I don't want to say the whole thing. Sure. But Sarah Silverman isn't funny even once. The not, entire oh, not even used in that way at all. Or Danny tried. DeVito is chewing the scene scenery for no reason nothing his character does really works for he's him. essentially the penguin again i think yeah. sarah silverman's <laughs> only joke is that she says to a cop he's not retarded he's just stupid i think it's something along that Whoa, line which yeah. is the one joke she gets delivered and it's and it's it didn't like, age well she throws, she throws a pie at a truck yeah, yeah there you cool. go yeah <laughs> she like smacks norm she's an activist you guys are making me so happy not to have seen this movie <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so not psyched great. this is the one that i bailed on yeah, yeah. And, and also like dave Chappelle is like other than when he's like uh nervous like when he's getting like interrogated by the cop essentially and that kind of stuff he's not like he's barely what, funny too his character in this movie reminds me of like on the Chappelle show whenever he would just play like normal guy yeah, uh-huh. like he's just playing normal guy, and it doesn't work. Actually, Not at all. 
for the film. No. His whole shtick is just supposed to be that he's nervous all the time, which yeah, is weird. Every time they want to interview him about uh, his friend, Norm MacDonald, he pretends he doesn't know him. Yeah. Mm. That's, and then that's not that funny. twice in the movie hits someone with a lamp and blames <laughs> it on him being scared. Right. I would say actually some of the funniest moments in the movie, which there aren't many of, come from uh, Elaine Stritch and uh, um, our man from uh, the Jeffersons. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sherman Helmsley. Yeah, Sherman Helmsley. They're they have actually some they have funny pretty good parts, chemistry. Yeah, but uh, but the rest of the film is just sort of flat, you know, and and the jokes that they have Norm Macdonald doing in this movie. It's literally like no one who's made this movie saw Dirty Work. Because, or even knew him at all. Right. Like, they, they have him playing this like goofy, like, whoa, 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 whoa. And it's... Wow. It, it, well, have him just stand there and say something dry and mean. Yeah. Like, that's what you want from him. And mm. not this, like, I don't know, over-the-top... He's like, like a goody two-shoes in a way. Yeah. But, like... I don't know. It's just like... A good Norm MacDonald sounds not at all funny. Yeah. It's, it's very painful. weird. It's a painful. And the whole premise is based on him essentially misunderstanding what his father meant when he said, if you stay with her, you'll get ahead. And it turns out it's just the movie is like an hour and a half long blowjob joke. Wow. Which is yeah, br- it's brutal. Literally. That's insane. Uh, worst, worst reveal. I don't believe you guys picked this movie. I will say that. I will <laughs> well, say honestly, that he was not in any other starring roles, I don't think. So that has something to accompany. It is Dirty set Word. and filmed mostly in Pittsburgh. The yep. parts of it were filmed in British Columbia. I appreciate that. So okay, much Pittsburgh. that one of the original titles for the movie was just Pittsburgh. Wow. Yeah. Man, oh, I would have been bummed if I was from Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pittsburgh. Have you seen Pittsburgh? Ha-ha. Yeah. We have Night of the Living Dead and uh, Scrooge. <laughs> Pittsburgh Yeah, they have perks of being a wallflower. That's pretty good. It's a good Ooh, movie. Cool. Yeah. Um, there's a real effort here, I think, to sort of copy, like, detective mo- Like, the movie tries to get bec- both combined, like, an actual, like, investigation sort of thing yeah. with... A comedy of errors, like a classic '40s comedy of errors. Yeah, and it never hits a rhythm. No, you don't need a believable setup for a comedic film. You not, don't need not anything to really happen, especially and in, yet, at this multiple time. Multiple times, I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no. Like, uh, yeah. It's it's one of those things where, um, I mean, we're only discussing it because you pieces of shit picked it but <laughs> i think even then even honoring your picking of it there's a part of it that's like oh fuck this movie but it's not as again you guys know i do an eric roberts podcast i've watched yeah, some yeah. you've seen films. some things yeah, yeah. it's you not like that throw a couple if in. we had to watch if we had to watch this for eric roberts is the fucking band let's just say eric roberts was in this for five seconds and we had to watch it <laughs> yeah. i'd be like all right we did all right this is not so bad <laughs> yeah okay so i think it's more so that, you're saying it would have been better with eric roberts what i'm saying yeah, every movie is better <laughs> with eric roberts that's that's just eric roberts but no, but what I'm Personal saying, friend what of I'm the saying podcast. is that what's painful is that this is the only other that I know of starring Norm Macdonald role. Yeah. And after Dirty Work, even though we have some problems with Dirty Work, I could see more good movies with him in them. Yeah. And the fact that we have now watched the two. And I mean, we don't some voice get any more. That's it. He's, yeah. he's done some bit parts. He's done some memorable side parts. He's done he's a done bunch voice. of commercials for Kentucky Fried Chicken. Sure. Yeah. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good, actually. But, uh, <laughs> we should have watched those. That would have been better than Scrooge. <laughs> but the fact that he went so quickly from Dirty Work, even if we have problems with it, it was successful for what it was, straight to this, which, like, even for... I mean, I certainly will not say that 2000 was the goddamn... 
high point of comedy. Yeah, like Freddie right. Got Fingered came out around that time. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, whatever. But, fuck. Like, yeah. this movie, it's just, it just never hits a stride. Yeah. And it's it makes a movie that these folks also wrote, Problem Child, look brilliant. Well, and even like... It's back, Problem Child 3, though. Back to Dirty Work getting pushed early to come out before something about Mary... A movie like Screwed following something about Mary, I would imagine at the time, made it even look like more of a piece of shit. You know? What's weird is this movie has a cult following now. There are people who are obsessed with this movie. But I assume these are the same people who love The Room, right? Like, this is like (laughs) Room-esque, look how bad this movie is with all these great people. That's so bad. Or do you think it's people like how I was talking about earlier, how I had fond memories of it, but actually hadn't seen it up in in a long time, probably since it was on Comedy Central up until four days ago. Could that (laughs) constitute a cult following? I feel like like to some degree, maybe. You think so? Some of it is just Norm MacDonald as well. Yeah. (laughs) He's just watching it over and over again on YouTube. He carries his own cult following into pretty much everything he does nowadays, too. So there is some love for everything he's touched in the past, whether it's good or not. Yeah. Oh man, it's it's Ooh. harsh because we tend to cover things on this podcast that are great, <laughs> and we tend not to cover things that are bad. But yeah, because... I'm okay with us covering it because we're talking about a guy who I think is kind of great in a way. Like I've liked other things he's done, and yeah, um, and probably which... deserve more roles, like starring roles. I mean, I'm sure then. it was because he part of it though had to be that he was hard to work with. Yeah, I think he had a drug problem for a while. Yeah. I mean, uh, I should have just said, you know, the, the late 90s, like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody did, though. Yeah, yeah that's did true. Who did From, like, yeah. 1991 to 2000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I assume so. Yeah, man. You know, that's what it was. Yeah. So... Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Do you I miss mean, Do you miss the days when, like, a movie studio would just give $10 million to an ex-cast member of SNL to make a movie? You know, so that's that is my thought about this is that I was putting like it ladies, in that man. realm. Yeah, or, this is uh, this is still Corky cer- Romano. This is certainly better to me than say Corky Romano. It's certainly better <laughs> than a night at the a night at night the, the Roxbury. Night cookies? at the Roxbury. Definitely about, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. How about Whoa. It's Pat? Oh, wow. oh, I would rather watch probably Screwed than It's Pat. Yeah. That one's rough. I would yeah, definitely yeah, rather yeah, watch Night at the rough. Roxbury than Screwed, though. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, maybe I need to rewatch it. But it's I got Colin Quinn in it. <laughs> <laughs> you is, love Colin Quinn. You do love Colin Quinn. He is the best weekend updater. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I will say this, though. If you are very concerned about offensive content, weirdly, Screwed is less offensive than Dirty <laughs> Not as funny, but less offensive. <laughs> yeah. I can't even think of one awful joke from Screwed. Well, which... the one I mentioned there. Oh, that's true. You're right. Yeah. This other, is than good. That, other than that one, that's still only one though. In a, in a you know an hour and twenty five minutes. Yeah. If we go back and look at some of Danny well, Vito's stuff, well, we're I think talking it's about with the with the yeah it? when he's like kind of looking at the bodies is kind of funny. Oh shit! You're um, right. That's and, the one. Yeah, part. that one's good. Like, yeah, yeah. And uh, and like um when he has uh what's the pie lady's name? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. When he has her like held captive, there's like a couple cool parts there. Crocker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um and then the kids stabbing Norm is pretty good, like robbing him. Danny De Niro as a character is fun. Like Danny De Niro. Did I say Danny De Niro? You did. Yeah, uh probably Danny De Niro's best friend. That's my new That's gonna be my new rap name when um, I start there's, rapping. Oh, Danny, Danny De Niro. De Niro. Hey. I told you guys this earlier off air, but uh 
Danny DeVito was like, yeah, I only did that movie for the like strictly for the money. <laughs> so, <laughs> which wow. like, yeah, good. I, maybe not even the best choice there. I would just maybe skipped over that one, Danny. The, right. the character is interesting. He's a he runs the Hawaii Five O fan club, and he works yeah. in a morgue. That's that's, a real, that's silly, that's a guys. Real, that's a real, that's a real character work. Right? Silly. It really yeah, yeah, mirrors Max's real life. So. <laughs> to, to be fair, his performance is not so different from uh, uh, John Carpenter's performance in Body Bags. That fair. is true. Basically, yeah. the same character. Yep. Really. Basically the same character. Yeah. <laughs> um, but still, this is a direct sequel to Body Bags. <laughs> it could be for all I know. Um, man, they owe John Carpenter royalties. Actually, now that I think about it. Wow, yeah. look at that. It's kind of extreme. A thefting. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, let's just stop talking about screwed. Please, <laughs> it's fine. Please, <laughs> it's fine. We've done it. I, I do. We're think, sorry. I do think now is the time for the Norm Macdonald emotionally raw perform. You know, old yeah. washed up. Like he needs his JCVD moment. Right. He needs his. his he JCVD needs his punch show. drunk love moment. No, I haven't seen it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Or well, but punch drunk love. Does, does does he, we you can't call that a moment. Paul Thomas Anderson. You, moment. He, you don't. You don't. You can't call that a moment because uh, Adam Sandler learned nothing from his. Does <laughs> he? He needs his uh, world's best dad moment. Did Whoa, you guys see that Robin Williams movie? That's that movie's good. amazing. Yeah, that's um, he needs that. Yeah, that's what I think. He needs. He needs a chance to do something that breaks him out of the thing, like where he's just like. Just I'm a old shitty and offensive. Dude. Yeah. Maybe, but I still got it. Maybe, maybe <laughs> still got it. Shitty maybe dude. Colonel Sanders is the thing. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. <laughs> maybe his Colonel Sanders is his reckoning. <laughs> well, to him that was like, oh, this is the one. Yeah. Last year he wrote a really great and really ridiculous autobiography that is complete and utter fabrication. It's really funny. Really? Yeah. It's, oh, I have to check that. Yeah. That's a, that's fun. I haven't listened to it, but you told me a lot about. It. Does he also? He also say, records the. Didn't the, you say he did the audio book? He did the audio book as well, so which good, is actually. fantastic. I can't. There's no better I'm way to spend like six hours. It's wild, dude. All right. Yeah. Uh, hey, Max and Joey, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks whatever. Thank you so much for, for wow. enlightening us. <laughs> Whoa. Um, <laughs> is there anything coming up that you guys want to hype up? Is there anything that you guys are excited about coming up for um, either of you or both of you? I don't uh, do anything anymore. I definitely don't do anything cool anymore. We're like, Max and I are a tag team. We're wrestling for the championships this Sunday. Yeah. Nice. So, um, yeah. At the, po- at the you think you're gonna get the strap? No, we're we're written out uh, to lose. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta go out. This on will your, air after, so like whatever. You gotta we'll, go out on your we'll back. Break the fourth wall. You never get to retire <laughs> yeah. a winner. I can't believe you just broke kayfabe. <laughs> kayfabe. Ooh, I thought you didn't like wrestling there, big mm. guy. I know, I know lots of people <laughs> who do. Use an industry term. Get your shirts from LVAC. Uh, to- <laughs> <laughs> I was actually thinking about oh, that's pretty good. I was actually thinking about brush your breakdown. Right, 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 right. They just use it for anything. What's funny is when they say it on there, they're usually talking about something illegal. They don't want to be recorded talking about. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, is there anything that you're excited about? Maybe it's not something you're doing, but, but something coming up that you're hyped that you on. Want to like give a dick flute solo to? Right. Uh, now? Well, Max just got here today, so I'm excited for him to leave on Wednesday. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm excited to quit my job in Seattle and live in this house with Joey until I die. That would be nice. amazing. Nice. <laughs> you can live in the unfinished basement. That's cool. With like the litter boxes. That's cool. <laughs> then then it, the death won't be too far off then. Yay. <laughs> um, I'm trying to like see if there's any shows coming up, but my phone's I will tell slow. you. Oh, so, go ahead. oh, Josh probably has his ear to the pulse of the Philly stuff oh, for I got sure. nothing. Oh. <laughs> Two things I'm excited about this year. Judge coming to Seattle. Okay. Big okay. fucking deal. I'm excited in February. And then yeah. Northwest Terror Fest. We got Integrity coming out and Himsa, so I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped on that. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it should cool. be awesome. Um, I might go to the the Suspiria 
thing at the Colonial. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I want to go to that. Like, isn't it like next week? It's like so. a it's a 4K yeah. projection, right? Yeah, I might yeah. go to that because the awesome. Blu-ray is very expensive. Um, I have it. I but, pre-ordered uh, it. I want to see that movie in 4K. like in a cool format. So, yeah. I just got my copy of Yuletide Terror, which is a new spectacular op- spectacular optical book about nice. Christmas horror. Cool name. Mm-hmm. And um. It seems pretty cool, so I'm, I'll hype that up. You should get a copy of it if you haven't got it yet. I also got um, the new Dundeal record, and I really like it. So nice. I'll send that out. They'll send it to you, the new one, for free, because they're like, we don't need your fucking money. Fuck you. Wow. So, <laughs> but they, they hardest they, band in they, Philadelphia. They literally were like, donate whatever you're going to give us to some charity or whatever, and we'll just send you the CD. That's awesome. They, they paid to sponsor the podcast. Dundeal. They, they definitely Sponsors. We never have any sponsors. Look them up on Bing. Yeah, Bing. Big shout out to Bing. Yo, Bing. Bing's new catchphrase. Yo, Bing. Need to, Fuck a Google. You Bing. need to get to Google, type that shit into Bing.com. <laughs> Josh, anything you want to hype? Um, I just re-saw, rewatched the trailer for The Isle of Dogs, the new Wes Anderson movie coming up. And I'm oh, so excited. Yeah, I'm really about excited that. about that. I think it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I'm really hyped on it. So that's the one thing. I'm looking forward to. It won't be for a while, but still. I'm excited to use my movie pass to see Jumanji. I saw Jumanji already. Yeah, that's yeah, dope. Hell yeah. I'm into that. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, All Joey right. Max, thanks for being on the show. Hey, uh, thank you for listening. Remember to uh, rate, rate, review, and subscribe. subscribe. Download, download, download. And uh, tell your friends or whatever. And, uh, you know, try to be cool if you can. That's cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, y'all. Smoke bomb. <laughs>